Hello, welcome back to another podcast. What? what? Are we starting the show every time like that now? I don't know. I was having a lot of fun. Don't judge me. I'm Jacob from Jacob is Here. For anybody who is curious in the comments, I am a he. Not that it's you guys who called me out on this. It's just, I just feel like I should, I should, I should shout that to the world. My name is RZ Jones and I'm COVID-19 free. Oh, that reminds me, I need to update my vlog. <laughs> That's why yeah, the experience uh, of almost so, being COVID. So, I, I, just, just to get personal with everybody here for a second, um, this this past week, well, really Sunday, well, yeah, week has been the absolute worst for me. Uh, I was down that I was down with possible strep throat by Wednesday, and then they did the COVID nineteen test, and now we're good. I'm negative. I'm happy. I'm lucky. We got shit to talk about. Why is Keaton back in the DC universe? We'll get there when we get there. But let's just jump to it. All right. So with this, we do have a ton, a ton and a ton of new things to go over. Um, I have been scouring the internet for every news story that you could think of that coming out in the entertainment for these past two weeks. Since we didn't really technically have one last week because he was sick and things, we decided I'll post the one that we, we made while I was there. My hair is purple. I think my hair was purple in the last one, but it's purple. It's kind of blue. It's today. purple in the commentary. Uh, so let's see here. I do have screenshots. Of all up as well. We did a Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse commentary. We uh, did. Go. Um, Fun I'll... time. Huh? Fun time. The ending, man. Whoo! We went through a we went through a whole thing with the ending. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit of a mess, but that's okay. Every mess is a that's a good continuation. So we have a lot of things to talk about, and some of these things are something we normally don't talk about here on the podcast, and so I'm really excited. To start moving into new things as well on the podcast, kind of branching out a little bit. Uh, it's still all entertainment news, nothing you know political or anything like that on here, but just you know, yeah. So well, I think for the first, time, I think for the first time in two seasons we have structure on this episode, which is nice. I do. I try to make a. I try to make a card for anybody who is watching, so you know exactly where we're at. Yes, I. I did try. Can't promise everything's here, but you know what. All right, so I think we're going to start out with Fast Round, is what I'm going to call this. And this is where everybody got a new gig, and I want to talk about it. Let's do it. All right. First one is Pete Davidson. We have just, we'll be talking about it, but we watched The King of Satin Island, which was amazing. Zachary, did you ever get to get to stream that? No? Well, Not it was amazing. Yet. I'll talk about it um, when we get there. But he did get a new gig with his co-partner on SNL, um, they do some work together on SNL. Oh, who is that? Uh, they who the Colin Jost? Am I saying that right? Colin Jost. There we go. They're gonna be starring in a new comedy called The Worst Man, um, and is a that's his new gig. I don't really have a lot of thoughts and opinion on this, but it's just really cool. I think Pete Davidson is really really funny, and I think he can be very charismatic at times. And so I'm happy to see him get more and more work after King of Staten Island. So here's my thing when it comes to this. I, now, there, I really can't speak much because I haven't seen King of Staten Island yet. I watched a little bit of it with you guys through the TV. I saw some stuff. He was really strong in the film. What always gets me nervous about people, particularly comedians, when they have a standout film for their first real big movie, and then they start getting subsequent films after, the films they get really aren't that good. There usually is a chain of, with, with comedians specifically, to where they get like a really, really, really strong film, 
Zach Galifianakis is a clear example where he got the hangover, which is just a perfect comedy. And we all know where his career slowly went through. Um, unfortunately, I love the man of death, Mike Myers. Uh, when he he had his, his he has ups, but man, when his downs hit, like the Love Guru, it really hit hard. And Pete Davidson, I feel like, is getting a little bit more open and freedom with what he wants to choose now because of King of Staten Island and how well it did. And I hope he I hope he doesn't just start picking random comedies with a bunch of fart and poop jokes. And you know, dumb plots and slapstick comedy. Like I like the fact that he's going with these mature, you know, dark comedies. I kind of hope he goes that way a little bit more, and, they, and he keeps that pace because I've seen comedians go the route of doing like a really strong dark comedy, and then go the opposite route and do a bunch of stupid ones. And I don't want that to happen to him. So I did a little research because I figured since we are talking about it and things, we should probably talk about what the movie is about in general. And um, it is a movie from Universal. Is the one who greenlit the picture, and it's a wedding. It's a wedding comedy following a soon-to-be married couple and the family dramatics that ensued just weeks before the wedding. Um, there is no exact. Just take it off here. There you go. Um, sorry about that. Uh, but there is no who is playing who, if it is a couple, like if they're playing a couple alongside, wouldn't be the first time um, Pete Davidson has played a gay character before and things like that. Who knows? I'm not entirely sure. It does not say here. Just that uh, they met in... The best synopsis alone is what I was talking about, of going from like a nice, dark, mature comedy like with King of Staten Island from what I watched to a whimsical family disaster, cake thrown, people falling and hurting themselves, wedding comedy. I I, I just don't, I don't want them to choose. Uh, huh? I said it could still be good. It could still be good, yes, but there's always that chance of it becoming a Adam Sandler, you know, drunk fest with a bunch of people. And, and the thing that scares me the most is that when you said he's working with an SNL co-host. Yeah. Every time we hear Adam Sandler working on a film, minus Uncut Gems, who's always with them, someone from SNL that he worked with. That always worries me when SNL people work with SNL people. Sometimes it works really well, but sometimes it just doesn't. And I really and I and Colin Jost is really funny. So I have faith. I want to see some stuff from it first before I, before I really get into how I really want to feel about the movie. But for right now, it's exciting to see him get a new project. I'm glad he's getting a new project and he's continue to move forward. It's good to know you had more to talk about on that little thing there. So, continuing on, Edgar Wright has officially greenlit their next, his next gig, which is a thriller that's called The Chain. Um, it, was a novel that came, it was a novel that came out last year, um, which was relatively well talked about. Um, it's going to be by Paramount. It's the people who did the... They worked on the mm. novel, and they're going to be the one who is going to be producing the movie as well. Uh, tell the story of Rachel, who learns that her 11-year-old daughter has been kidnapped. The only way to get her back is to kidnap another child. Her daughter will be released only when the next victim's parents kidnap another child. So forth and so forth. More and more children get kidnapped. Nobody actually, the person who did it, never actually getting kidnapped type of thing. The book itself was okay. I gave it a 3 out of 5 stars. I thought it was a much more generic thriller. And I thought it went down to some, some very generic tropes. But the character of Rachel and the things that they have her do in this this book is very mm -hmm. strong and it could be very interesting especially from the eyes of Edgar Wright so I'm very curious to see where this goes 
See that that that's where I'm most intrigued with this entire story. I mean, the the the, the synopsis sounded really cool, but the fact that they got Edgar Wright to do it, and we know his kind of directing style. I mean, if you've seen Baby Driver, his kind of Copica trilogy, he's very fast moving with the camera. So I'm wondering how he's going to bring that to the table with yeah. this. And uh, you know, yeah, I was kind of hoping to hear that he would do Baby Driver too, but you know, the past is in the past now. We move on from it, and I understand why they can't do it because of certain people. Uh, but um, you know, we move on. And we, but, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately now, yeah. So many things <laughs> we don't get into it. But Twitter is um, an interesting time right now. Let's just play it that way. Man, the downvotes yeah. on Solo right now. Woo! <laughs> so that would be Edgar Wright, uh, the launch person who I think has a brand new gig that we could talk about. That I was pretty excited about, and that is Elizabeth. Elizabeth Banks is one hell of a producer. She must have a very good pitch team. I tell you. Because, I mean, we could talk about the failure that was Charlie's Angels. It was a great film that bombed at the box office and equally bombed as well as the critics. She still mm-hmm. is liked by the critics, so that does help her in some you know type of different fields and stuff. She's bringing the Magic School Bus to the live screen. She will be playing Mrs. Fritz. Miss Frizzle. And, huh? Frizzle, yeah. She'll be playing uh, Miss Frizzle. This is a character that has already been revived. I've won before by Netflix and an animated team with, um, oh, what, Kate McKinnon, who played her. She's going to be playing her in the live action. She's also producing the film. There is no talk that she's going to be directing this film, but if it's Elizabeth Banks, I would not be surprised if they're going to try to get her to direct it as well. I don't really think it's a good idea. I think she should be an executive producer and keep her as the lead. So, what are your opinions on this? So, first off, um, just add a little bit more to the animation thing. Uh, Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon's character is not Miss Frizzle. It's the it's the cousin of Miss Frizzle. She's not playing Miss okay. Frizzle. Just to just to just to change that. Never watched it, so I would not know. Just going. I didn't watch either. The trailer to talk about it. So y'all remember a show? This is totally different, but it kind of in the same vein of a show called Captain Planet. Of where the show is about a superhero who does environmental stuff with five children. Well, to, to me, when I was a kid, the Magic School Bus was this superpower lady who had a freaking school bus that could change into boats, tanks, buses, and everything. And she had she had about six kids in it. And the most particular episode I want to talk about is the anatomy episode where they go through the human body. And um, listen... I hope that's not the route they go with this show. Like, choose like an adventure. Like, don't choose a specific episode to go, ooh, this sounds like a good plot for an hour and a half long film. Let's go through the anatomy of the body and make it, you know, where you fight the anatomy of a body or whatever. What I'm nervous about with this movie is that this could be a pure children's film. No action, no, nothing. It can just be a straight, like, live action teaching movie for kids that, 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 that schools can take their kids to go see if, they, if it's out in theaters when kids want to go to a theater before they leave for school. This could be a very important film for kids if it's done well. And what I'm nervous about, especially with Elizabeth Banks, is she likes to throw in really weird comedy into her movies. I granted she's a comedian, but the 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 comedy in Pitch Perfect Two really wasn't that strong. Um, I didn't think so. I thought her I thought, I thought her directing of like the more serious stuff was better in Pitch Perfect than the comedy was. She will not um, be directing, by the way, and Universal is the one who is producing. That gives me hope. So. Universal's been on a very good streak with me, so they, they can keep it. Um, and mostly, it probably will go straight, 
directly to um, POD. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Also seeing her as Miss Frizzle. Is I could see it. Of, uh, I, I could see it. I could, I could definitely see it. Honestly, I could see Kate McKinnon coming in and playing a live action version of Miss Frizzle more than Elizabeth Banks. I think. I do agree. With I think I, I I think if they got announced that Banks is is executive producing a new uh, live action version of Magic School Bus and they're looking for Miss Frizzle, I think I'd be more excited. But whenever Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks attaches herself to the project and also stars in it, it usually doesn't end well for me. And so that's why I'm kind of nervous because the last two films I've seen with her producing and starring in really weren't that good. So she is to producing and she is starring. Um, I've enjoyed almost all of her work. The film that I did not like, the the film I liked the least out of the film she's been in so far, I did not like the fact that she put herself in Charlie's Angels. I don't think she should have starred in that movie. I think she should have directed in things. I did not like how she put herself in it. Um, but that's nothing to her. It's just a, it was just a fact that I just did not enjoy. But uh, Brightburn, I really did not like. And I really did not like her in that movie in particular. I didn't think she was as strong as she could have been and as strong as she has been in the past. Mm-hmm. I, however, do really think she's a great comedian. And I think that's where she's strong. She streams so this comedian. Um, and so I think this is a really good thing. I'm not really sure if I would put her as the lead, but she mm-hmm. has to work. And this is probably what they offered her. Hey, you can produce, but you also have to star. You know, I personally would much prefer a live-action television show, maybe oh, over yeah. on Peacock, um, which is Universal's and you know Universal's uh, streaming service. Yeah. I would think that would be much more of a sell than a movie, so, a live-action so, movie. So let's talk about this for a second. We know it's a live-action film, right? Yes. But they haven't announced whether or not it's going to theaters. What if, what if for all we know this is a Peacock original film and if it does well for the service, then it spawns itself into a live action TV series, possibly. And maybe that's where Kate McKinnon can come in and reprise her role from the animated stuff and be the cousin or whatever. And they could do stuff like that. Maybe we maybe we just don't know about it yet to really flesh it out and say, hey, is it if it's a theatrical film, worries me a little bit. If it's a Peacock film, then I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good for what they need it to be. Other things to note, other people who are working on this, obviously, Scholastic is, which is the people who produced the books and originally put them out. Mark Platt and Adam Segal, also of Mark Platt Productions, which is a very well-known comedy production studio. And so they have worked here with uh, Elizabeth before. It's not really shocking. They are home in Universal. Also not shocking. But they tend to do more adult comedies. And so it is very interesting to have them see take on a more childlike role. Because if they turn this into an adult-like role, I don't personally yeah. think it'll be good. I think they no. need to keep it child, but also make it adult. Make it the middle ground, I think, is the perfect balance. Is it? I think it, honestly, of any child, of any, of any children project we've seen so far, I think this is probably going to be the hardest one to do that for. Because even back when we were kids, our parents really didn't like Magic School Bus to begin with because there was nothing really there for them to enjoy. You're not like you're gonna have to have the adult humor in some, you know, like an old Disney film. I've watched a lot of old Disney films here recently, and uh, most of them have a really, really, really adult humor in it, but subtly, so it's not like, you know, it's over not gonna, the top. yeah, it's not over the top. And if you're a child, you're laughing because your parents are laughing, but your parents aren't hating the whole time; they're staying there while watching it. Sonic. 
even though I didn't like the movie, had some really, really adult humor jokes, which I think really worked. Uh, uh, Pokemon, the new Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, in case, had some very, very adult jokes in a very, I would say, kid-friendly film. Um, so something like that. Now, how I could contradict that a little bit is how that both Sonic and Pikachu were also going for the adult audience as well with their True. nostalgic take on them. And so I don't know, unless there's like a really hardcore fan base for Magic School Bus that we just don't know about. <laughs> and so therefore they have the right to add a little adult stuff to it. They can add a little adult humor to it. That's fine. I'm just hoping that they use this as a really good platform. I think the last one I saw as a kid with a school was Shrek. Mm-hmm. And Shrek combines the adult and kid humor very, very, very well. Specifically when I saw with my classmates with Shrek 2. And so if they can kind of hit that kind of medium of, you know, like a really fun kid story with a with, with, with some adult humor wrapped around it. I really do it. It. Like we just watched Shark 2, I'd say two or three months ago. And it holds uh, up. very much holds up, but also very, very adult. Yes. But you didn't know that when you were a kid. And I think that's the perfect medium is that it works yeah. in both regards. Lego movie. Lego Movie is a clear example of that, of where it hides the adult, it hides the adult humor really well, but kids can still go, look, they're building things, and they wouldn't wow. know the difference. Stars Elizabeth Banks, and I think she does a great voice work there. She's fantastic in that role, but she's a supporting role. True, true. When she's the lead, it's a little questionable. Let's see who yeah. they around her. You know, we'll we'll see uh, who the kids are and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I- I think that's the other thing that will determine how well this movie does is the kids. Because yeah, yeah. unfortunately, it's a lot like with it. It's a lot like with, you know, anything that's based around a bunch of kids. You always have to make sure the kid actors that you get like the fight what they're doing. They're having fun with it, but they also can act. That's why I think Dora did so well for Summit is that, you know, the kids in the movie were actually good. And also- actually had some pretty nice adult humor in it as well. Was not horrible to watch as but I do have to say I do not want it like Dora because Dora no. I think did skew a little too young for all audiences and it did hinder my experience of enjoying it to like the max level. Because they were trying oh. to go for a much more adult theme, Dora, and by doing that it seemed like they went more childish than I think they should have gone. Does that make sense? Yeah. So other things that are coming out, moving on from this story, as I didn't realize there was so much to talk about here, but that's good. Who knew? Um, is something that also is like a new gig for people, and that is Pirates of the Caribbean did not just think. Well, yeah. Um, so let's talk about this. There's a few stories that have come out here. I do want to mention the one story that I very particularly want to know your opinion on, like in detail, um, is not the main Pirates storyline. And this all does run back on Johnny Depp, one, we'll see how all this stuff goes with Amber Heard. We might be covering it. We'll, we'll see what comes out of it. We'll mm-hmm. determine it if we even talk about it here. But whatever comes out of that might determine if any of this, and it could sink. Because if Johnny Depp does not come back for a sixth film or a seventh, I don't know what number they're on, Six. a sixth film, then I'm sure none of this stuff we're about to talk about would matter because they need yeah. Johnny Depp to continue. This is a spinoff, however, of Pirates. They're trying to to franchise Pirates even further. They do well. They make a billion dollars every entry. I mean, I understand why they're trying to franchise this. So the new one. Man, what other franchise makes a billion every entry, but then they make one really bad movie and it just cuts it off? What happened with that one? Wait, what were we talking about? 
Bumblebee? Robots in disguise. So this is really interesting that you bring up Bumblebee because we're going to actually talk about Bumblebee here in a minute. Wow, what an interesting little thing. Also, because we are doing movie commentaries once a month, um, Bumblebee is one of those movies I would not mind re-watching. So uh, we'll put that on the list for like some type of month. Don't you worry. It's going to work to a circle back around. But with this story, ironically, the screenwriter of Bumblebee, which had some interesting choices in it, one would say, which I do think hindered the box office, one would also say, but also was a really well done story. Just some choices. I don't want to get into it. Bumblebee's screenwriter, also Birds of Prey screenwriter, Christina something or other. She is coming back. Thank you. She is coming back to script this because the star will be Margot Robbie. So Zachary, I have a question. What is your opinions on Margot Robbie being the face of the new pirate spinoff? Um... (laughs) Oh, did oh, I mention this is the same exact duo that did um Yeah, no, 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 I know, Jake. I know. Oh boy. Okay. Um oh, yeah. where do I begin? Where do I begin? Okay, first off, like you said, she's got a really good hit with me. But she's also got something that got shot out by no pun intended canon and foddered everywhere. And so so I just bring up her list of movies because I think that's very important to talk about here as because I think she's a very shoddy writer. But no, but let, let, let's put a spade a spade out here. The main thing you talk about is Margaret Robbie. The only reason she's in parts of the Caribbean is because Birds of Prey flop and she needs another franchise to hold her over because we don't know if Suicide Squad is going to hold her over or not either. It's just but, a spade a spade. Birds of Prey sucks for her. I think Suicide, I think, yes, I think part, personally, I think Suicide Squad box office wise, you know, things like that, it did flop. But because Margot Robbie and Christina Hudson in particular are getting more work off this, I'm assuming Hollywood did not see it as a flop. And I also do believe that they're taking away things. I think if Christina Hudson, one, has a co-writer on this, could be a good thing. Also, if Margot Robbie is, has a co-lead, it's not just the Margot Robbie film, because that was a mistake. I love no, Margot Ray. I watch it often. But yeah. needs to be clear on this project, and no offense to the woman, she's a fantastic actress. I loved every film she's in, minus one. But she, he did she like cannot it. be a producer on this project. She cannot be a producer on this project. She just needs to be the actor focusing on the role. She cannot. This is where a producer slash actor does not work. She does not work well as a producer, which clearly showed with the other film. She's a step away from that. Well, she is a great. Pro- she does produce a lot of great movies. Birds of Prey, not the best. I'm not I'm not saying birds. I'm talking about her other ones I did enjoy. But I also have to say, who knows? Because obviously they agree with this. They did green with it. It was a it was a that was in the, the article for deadline. They obviously agree with it because the pitch must have been amazing. I mean, ultimately oh. you walk in, you're like, this is my pitch. Because let's talk about it. here here are the movies that Christina Hansen, by herself, never had a co-writer before, has written. Okay. Shut in. Yeah, do you remember that film? No, because no one does. Unforgettable. It was quite unforgettable. Bumblebee, what a hit, but also what a fail. Birds of Prey and the Fattiest Intoxication of One we of really Our need to talk about Bumblebee. What? We really need to talk about Bumblebee because I don't get what you're saying. <laughs> Birds of Prey and the Fattiest Intoxication of One of Our Plane. What a movie. What a. And also, we have The Flash, which is coming up. And Batgirl, ironically, we'll talk about a little bit later on in this episode, but she's also writing that. 
that movie that we're going to talk about later on. Christina Hudson is oh. old Warner Brothers, and I don't really know if this is the right thing. <laughs> I don't think this is the right move. No. Now, from a Robbie standpoint, I can understand her taking this gig because there has been things of if she, Suicide Squad does not do well, and if her portrayal of Harley Quinn is not well received in Suicide Squad, then her character could go away for a little bit. So she does need something in between, and why not jump over to pirates? I do not want Harley Quinn as a pirate. I want a girl pirate, sure, I'm here for it, but not Harley Quinn as why a jump over to pirates. That's your statement. Why jump over to pirates? Have you seen the last two? Do we need this? Okay, but hold on, hold on. We can prove you wrong by a number called box office. They okay, did. No, 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 no. I'm not talking box office right now. I'm strictly thinking of her thinking as an actress. The last two films, yes, they made a shit ton of money. Yes, I understand that. But they were also critical failures. Is she not seeing her pattern here? She went to, now whether you think this is a good movie or not, Suicide Squad, not a good choice. Birds of Prey, not a good choice. And then she goes to Pirate 6. AKA the reboot. It wasn't there also talks about a month and a half ago of Johnny Depp coming back to play his role anyway. Once so again, so this is not this. Once again, you have to remember this is not part of the main storyline. This is a side storyline that they're doing. It's the side step because you have to franchise, you have to, you have to, you know, move out of it. I do very quickly just want to go quickly through. She does not need this film, and I'm going to no. explain why. She is Barbie. Margot Robbie is Barbie. Also, I want to know how Warner Brothers feels, how she goes over to the competing people. I mean, the whole game's Honestly, I think since her directing partner from Suicide from uh, no, they haven't worked together before. Uh, the fact that James Gunn did both Marvel and DC, I feel like Disney and Warner Brothers are kind of on an okay basis right now of letting people go back and forth. Because, I mean... In, um, and she'll be in David O. Russell's newest film, which will be an Oscar contender. So that doesn't really count for like box office wise, but that should be really good. That's good for her. She also is another movie called Marion Gotham city sirens. If that ever does get made, she will continue to being Harley Quinn there. And then once again, she has Barbie, which who knows where that is in develop. It's been in development in hell for a very long time now. So who knows where exactly that is in the process of being over in Warner brothers. I think that should be moved up further as I think it's a great role. And I think it's a movie that should be made. But I don't really know if this is the right choice. You know, I don't. So in that list, I'm going to go in my prediction alley right now and say what will happen, what will not happen, and what I think she'll leave. So the David Russell film, I think I'm the most excited of that list. I love David Russell. He's made some of my favorite Oscar-intending movies. So therefore, I'm all for that. Barbie, I'm going to be completely honest. I think she's going to leave. I if this movie does not get a movement within the next year or so, she's going to leave it because that's the, it's not worth staying on that project if nothing's going to happen with it. Gotham City Sirens, unfortunately, is the same thing. If Suicide Squad doesn't do well, I think they're going to take a break from the Harley Quinn character, and there's no point of doing a Gotham City Sirens oh. film without Harley Quinn. Zachary, you know how we were just yeah. talking? Sorry, not to interrupt you. I think these are great things. Gotham City Sirens might not be a thing. We'll see where that goes. But um, so I clicked on Barbie. I was curious to see who like was the producer and those type of things. She's not producing this, so you know. But uh, I, I need you to I need you to hear who's writing this and who's directing this because I'm blown away. My Jesus, Barbie was a movie that I was excited for, but now I'm like, can Barbie come out tomorrow? Greta Gerwig. This is her next project with Noah Baumchat from. So we're getting, um, uh, uh, we're getting Little Women. 
And um, oh, what? Oh my God! One of my favorite movies last year. Argo? What no. No, not Argo Fargo. No, no. What is it? Oh my God! Noah Baumbach. Hold on. Give me one second. Well, I know who you're talking about. But I don't know what movie you're talking about. Marriage Story. We're getting oh. a mix of Little Woman and Marriage Story for Barbie. I need to see what this is going to be. Does this make you wonder what Barbie's going to be about? Like, are her, like, are her and Ken having really bad issues? So uh, the, the thing that is being told to us is that Dell living in Barbie land is expelled for not being perfect enough and sets on an adventure in the real world, a live action feature film based on the popular line of Barbie toys. Now, I want to mention that this synopsis came out like five years ago when um, Amy Schumer was a part of it. Amy Schumer is no oh, longer a part of it. That, that duo that changed that synopsis because that doesn't feel like a Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach story. But like, I kind of really truly need to see what this is. Now, we also have to remember something with this Barbie film. We really have to remember something with this Barbie movie, guys. From what I understand, I watch a guy named Pixel Dan. He is now, this is really off context, but bear with me. He is he, he is a professional toy reviewer, and his big company that he works for is Mattel. And Mattel works with Barbie. Yeah, I know. He has talked about it on his videos before. The Barbie film is supposed to start. Asterix, start. Probably not now because of the directing combo they have. A Mattel universe mm-hmm. of things coinciding with each other. Now, what also coincides with Mattel, Jacob? What movie has been trying to get off the ground for many years with Mattel? It's an epic fantasy sci-fi genre film involving a man with a skeleton face and a blonde guy holding a sword. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Master of the Universe. Sure. And if you've looked at that film, it's been development hell. Mattel cannot get a film off its. Oh, feet. I know, but like, I mean, this was a pretty good. It's a pretty good. It's that's a good pitch. I mean, Greta Gerwig and the person who wrote. I mean, honestly, like, I'm there for it. Like, I'm there. I'll be there. Let, 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 Where are they listen, going for? I don't really know, but I'm curious. Listen, we've had director writer combos come in and say they're going to do a great job with the film, and then you know people decided to go, we don't like what you're doing. We're going to tweak it a little bit. And then all of a sudden you see Barbie with a machine gun. <laughs> I don't think that's where this is going. So her other but, one is, her other one is um, Marion. That is the death of her beloved Robin Hood. Um, his, his female girlfriend, whatever. That's who she'll be playing. Okay. Once back to our list, if even if Gotham side back to where I was going for originally is let's say if if, if Harley Quinn still doesn't do well, then Gotham Cyrus series is can. No one gives two shits about Robin Hood anymore, thanks to Tolan Taron Edgerton's great film, Wahoo. No one cares about Robin Hood. So the I don't only thing really you're being very passionate about how great that movie was. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Don't even be an ass. Great. Um <laughs> I could not see. So, the only decent film in her entire coming up lineup that interests me whatsoever is the David Orosso film. Any of these, like, otherworldly projects with her, they just don't seem like they fit her at all. <laughs> so, David Orosso will also star Christian Bale and Michael B. Jordan. Enough said. <laughs> it so really takes one, which is a thriller, it's called Ruin. This one. The film follows a nameless ex-Nazi captain who navigates the ruins of post-World War II Germany, determined to atone yes for his crimes during the war by hunting down the surviving members of his formal SSD squad. Death squad. 
I'm not entirely sure who she plays here because, like, <laughs> she's but, not the he. I'm going to be the he. No, she's no Robert Downey Jr. Smornitz. Okay. So, oh, God. You know who that is. Here, what a guest. So, so Jake, let me ask you. In, 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 in her current repertoire of list of films that are possibly coming out, which one, and be honest with me, sure. really gets your attention? Because it's for me, it's David O. Russell. It's the only one. So David O. Russell, um, I also say Barbie sounds very interesting to me. Obviously, Barbie's one of my favorite characters of all time. Of course, it's going to sound interesting to me. I'll watch Suicide Squad, and she also has Peter Rabbit 2, which comes out later on this year. Actually, it comes out next year now because they moved it to, like, March or something. So back right. to Pirates. Back to Pirates, sorry. I just wanted to mention, since it is about getting the gig for Margot Robbie, what other movies she has going for. In case this deal does end up falling through, no lines have been signed. I do believe they are planning on moving forward with her and things like that from what the article said, but they're not. So here's what I think they should do, honestly, if this, do, if this goes well. If the whole Johnny Depp situation is fixed, fine, whatever, he's allowed to do whatever he wants to again, they should do a film together with him leading and her being the co-lead, set up her character, let's get invested in that character, and then do this. Because I really think it's going to be a gut punch to the fans of Pirates of the Caribbean if the next film they see is a spin-off sequel not involving Johnny Depp at all. So that's very really interesting that you say this, as the news articles that are next to Margot Robbie's page on IMED basically says how people are signing petitions online to get Johnny Depp in this uh, Pirates movie, along with Margot Robbie as a co-lead. Margot Robbie being the main person in the lead, but Jack Sparrow being along for the ride as well in some parts. That's so he's fine. still a part of it, but he's not. He, it's not such a big, huge hurdle on him. Me, At least me, I feel like the rehab and all this other stuff to get prepared yeah. to work back into work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'd rather, not, if he can't be in it and he, because of things going on in his life, I'd rather him take care of himself before he dishes back out to Disney again. Because let's be honest, Johnny Depp really doesn't need to do anything else right now. He's pretty good. And so, but I feel like the film should end if they're, if they're together with with Jack letting her character know, you know, I'm I'm done. I'm ready to retire. You take my place on this adventure. And we go on forth with her. And... That'd be cool. And then you could also bring back Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley. You know, let them start getting like, – I mean, Kira would be a thing that I think would be really cool so, to bring in. Davy Jones, if they wanted to. Like, bring him back for some reason. Because a lot of people can't figure out why they chose Margot Robbie out of all these other people who could lead this film. is the fact that Margot Robbie does look a lot like Kira Knightley. And they do have a daughter. And so the rumor is, is that this takes place in the future and that this is their daughter between hey. Will – Huh? Which could also be the reasoning of why Johnny Depp can also be in the film too. That maybe Jack died somewhere yeah. along that road, which would also be kind of a gut punch to the Pirates of the Caribbean people. Like they didn't even get to see him go. But but remember, and, this is not a part of the main storyline, and so we will still get another one with Johnny Depp. There's two movies being developed for Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know why they're putting a lot of cards in this little basket here because they really should take out the eggs. Yeah, I mean, look, look. look. To be, to be a spade a spade, Disney really doesn't – minus their live-action remakes, they really don't have any, like, really big live-action films under their plate right now that are, like, Disney-Disney live-action. And I so I think they really have to look at Pirates and go, you're only bet unless we go back to freaking Tron and give its third one a shot. I don't think so. I'm sorry. Uh, 
We need a sequel to Legacy, man. We need a sequel to Legacy. Let's see here. So the last one, Dead Man Tell No Tales, came out in 2017. Wow, it, really? Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought it was long, longer than that. And once again, us over here in America, not really feeling them anymore. It did not do super yeah. well here. But worldwide, um, it made a total of $794 million, which would obviously greenlight the movie, a sequel. Yet I do think they need to cut back the budget. It's $230 million to make the last film. And okay. I can give a clear example of that working. Transformers of last night, a budget, I think, of around 250 for last night. I could tell it, you. It's it, it, bringing back total was $569 million after it was all done up because it didn't do well overseas and it didn't do well here. And then Bumblebee drastically brought that production budget back and they made one of the best Transformers films of all time. So if pirates can do that, I think it'd be smarter than to do it. So Transformers was a 217 budget with a 605 million um, accumulative, like 100 million worldwide type of thing. It did horrible hero in the U.S. Yeah. But, uh, it did, but it did well overseas, so it's, it, it pulled a pirate. So if it's not doing well over here, but doing well overseas, and it granting some kind of thing to go with it. Bumblebee was 135 million, which is a might is a quite a bit of you know less money. But it only made 467, which is probably to be expected, um, but also was not very well received over here in the U.S., which is why we're probably not getting a Bumblebee sequel. Because no, we are. We are. We're, 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 we're getting Bumblebee 2. We're also getting a Beast Wars movie. Once again, not really sure why they keep... Because Beast Wars is the most genius thing they could do. It's the most... So, man, we're really going on a tangent. It's the most philosophical. It's the most action-packed. The characters in are so much better than the Autobots and Decepticons. You feel for them. And they're also animals. Seeing animals transform into robots. Come on, the T-Rex are crying out loud. So we're going to move on to the Ooh, next story. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of all the new gigs. Actually, you know, we can bring in the Emmys because someone who did, someone did get a gig. So Emmy has a host. Um, also, like seven other programs. So it's going to be kind of weird. So... Uh, <laughs> Just a pa pause real quick. You said Emmy has a host. Our cat looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> so the host will be who, Zachary? Who do you think? Give me your best guess of which comedian won the role. James Corden. Uh, nope. Any Jimmy others? Fallon. Huh? Jimmy Fallon. Nope. You're getting closer, though. Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. Jimmy Kimmel is set to host the 2020 Emmys, um, which will return on September 20th is when that will take place. And the rumor right now is that there's going to be three different shows for, um, yes, uh, for because of COVID. They've only done this once before, and that was back in 2001 with 9-11, where they broke up the Emmys in several different shows because they felt like it was much more appropriate. This way, if they try to do it live, they could split up. And they'll split them up in the categories um, and things like that. And each night will be a different night. And then if you're nominated, you'll come to that ceremony, not every ceremony type of thing. Emmys or the Golden Globe? This is the Emmys. How are they going to split TV up that much? Who knows, Zachary? They did it once. I'm sure they can do it again. For but instance, the daytime Emmy just happened and they did them over, um, over online. So I'm going to get this out of the way. I think Kimmel has been one of the best hosts of the Oscars we've had in a long time that when we had him. 
So therefore, I think, the, and also I, I like his show a lot. So I know the guy can host really well. But the whole separation of three shows, that's really intriguing. <laughs> More likely, it's to make them shorter. And so people are not sitting there for longer. And if they do do it live, I'm sure if they decide to not do it live, like not have people coming in things, I'm, I'm sure that people are probably going to be like, oh, we'll just do it all you know, in one go because it's going to be. Emmys Part 1, Giant Cliffhanger, Emmys Part 2, The Thrilling Conclusion, Emmys Part 3. <laughs> don't be, don't miss it. Who knows? Maybe they'll make it a PR thing. I don't know. Okay, okay, don't judge the, I mean, you can judge that. We can judge it because it deserves to be judged. But still, like, yeah. Uh, okay, so the other story, which was up here. So Oscars got moved um so it has a new date now um normally they premiere in february um and things like that like it's normally early 2020 mm -hmm. um or 2021 is when they were premiere now it's going to kick off april 25th um which uh brings into canes which is what the big thing was a lot of people were really scared that the Oscars were going to take over Canes and then Canes Festival would be canceled again next year and they have to come back in 2022 after all this stuff is, you know, kind of gone. Canes Festival actually will not be, uh, will not kick off until mid-May and so they're actually going to miss them just by a little bit. But how do you feel about the Oscars? Do you think this means the movies that come out later on? Like, how do you feel about this? So this now gives me a full, th th this gives me a full feeling that anything before September that gets released in theaters will not count. Anything past that will not count. I don't think anything that's been been released VOD wise is not going to count for the Oscars. I don't think they're no, going they to. They did say PBODs do count. Um, doesn't matter when they come out, they do count. They can still get nominated. And then also, um, there is now more categories than ever before, and they're adding yeah. more options to those. Categories. Um, I don't think Mulan or Tenet. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about them both. I don't think either of them will probably make it in the Oscars now because of how much things are going on. Honestly, now Sonic the Hedgehog's got a lot of chance to be in the Oscars next year. Now, so I have a question: Why? Why do you believe the movies that came out in the second half of the year, but Sonic, which came out in February, has a chance? Because most, because people went out and saw it before everything happened, it was legit one of the last movies anybody saw before anything happened. The Hunt, you know, Sonic, I, I, Bloodshot, I, those I, last I'm four. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just. I don't. I think that right there is a little bit weird. in January to really guarantee an Oscar shot. There's nothing. Nothing came out in January that was strong. February really has some strong films. I think honestly, The Hunt of any of them. If the, if the Oscars generally look at that film and see what it's trying to say, and that performance, that what's what's her name? Betty Giblin. Thank you. The, the, or Hillary Swank, for that matter, give. I think they have a legit shot now getting something. Sonic, let's call it spade a spade. The visual, the visual effect on Sonic is enough to get a nomination. He looks good. Um, the only film I want to see get nominated from any of the films that we saw is um, the one that you and I like. That the one you and I like a lot uh, from Disney. Oh man, the Disney, the Pixar movie. Onward? Yes. Um, okay. um, more than likely, they're gonna actually probably push Soul though because it comes out. Uh, yeah, but the other one's gonna be better probably. 
Who knows? You cannot, no, no, no. You cannot say the other one's going to be better when you have not even seen, I mean, truly not seen much of Soul, even though there is a, there is a clip online in case you guys are curious. I do not, I don't know why they're starting advertisement this early, but they sure as fuck are. So. I, I don't know. The Oscars can do whatever they want for, uh, to me, honestly, because un- until we see how they're doing it this year, like category wise, how they're really going to break it down. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to be against it either way, especially with everything going on. The Oscars. I personally think if the Oscars are, we're going to say Oscars are too white again and they're not diverse. I think a lot of people are just going to say we don't care. We're we're not going to watch it anyways. We don't care who wins. You know what I mean? You and I talked about a prolific moment in history when it comes to the Oscars last week when we did the show about the lady from Gone with the Wind, and. You know, still they're having this issue, and I understand they're bringing on a lot of a lot of interesting, strong, diverse people onto their board. They can do that all they want, and must show within the category yes. as well. Yes, and there's I, tons of Wupidu Nyong'o for yes. us should have been nominated. It was a crime that she was not nominated and recognized for her work in that film. You want to know why I don't think she got nominated? I, I've always had a hungering suspicion of why. Because they gave a, I hate saying this, a black film a lot in that 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 year, and so they therefore I don't think they, they feel like they have to give her that. Black Panther I think really fucked her because they gave everything to Black Panther. This wasn't the year Black Panther came out. Black Panther. Was last year. Yeah, Black Panther. Black Panther came out in 2018. Yeah, but it was part of 2019 Oscars. Yes, but but Black Oscars Panther was 2018. Us was a part of 2020 Oscars, not 2019, not 2019 Oscars. Are you sure? Yes. They skipped the film entirely. It was a crime. Yes, I know. Like, it's hitting you slowly. I can see it on your face. It was like a bad thing. It was bad. Yeah, right? Okay. Lots of things are going through his brain right now. Huh. <laughs> like, wow. I mean... It didn't get nominated for anything. Yeah, like it was bad. Either way, we'll see. We'll see. Oscars, like like what you said before, it might not even matter. What? I used to look forward to that every year. That used to be my most favorite event of the year, but it's just become a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And I, I tell you this right now. I tell you this right now. All this shit's over and done with. Let Kevin Hart host the fucking Oscars this year. After everything that's gone down, let him do it. He deserves it. I really, I really, I really think so, because he has forgiven for his transgressions that he did almost a decade ago on Twitter, and he's moved on. We've moved on. I really think that. I really do. I think they should get someone of color to host the Oscars. I think it, I think it'd be a I, 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 I don't personally agree with Kevin Hart, but I do think somebody of color, if it's somebody of a different race than Caucasian, let's get real here, should host the girl from Jumanji. The girl from Jumanji. What's her name? Uh, Aquafina. Yes. Aquafina. Yes. Yes. She's hilarious as a host. Perfect. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, have the Wayne Johnson come oh, out. Yes. And she voices him, and they go, "Look how diverse we are!" <laughs> like, yes, but more Michael. They'll go with like Jimmy Kimmel, probably. So. <laughs> That'd be funny as fuck, though. 
It'd be amazing. And I'd be there for it. We'd all be there for it. They're going to be a podcast in Jumanji and they have the kids voice. Them. So moving on. Another thing oh, that was the Star Wars celebration. It got moved to 2022. Now. All right. Okay. So here's how, here's how this worked for Star Wars. And I, I can probably explain more of this because you really, you, this, you really don't follow this one as much. I, I, I haven't followed it really in the past couple of years because, you know, Star Wars has really gone downhill. And that's just me. Um, it usually worked every other year would be celebration. And the last one we got was in 2019. We were supposed to take a break in 2020 and 2021 was supposed to be celebration. But then COVID-19 happened and they pushed it to 20 and they pushed it to 2022. That was the original plan. Um, personally, I have, I have a gut feeling. I really, 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 really do that the 2022 Star Wars film is not happening. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why I have this feeling. I just do. So therefore, Celebration really has nothing to do this year anyway to really show unless they got the announcement of Obi-Wan, which they can do over online. It really doesn't matter. Um, however, I still think Star Wars should do something for this year because it's the 40th anniversary of Empire. I think it'd be really cool if they got Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, James Earl Jones, um, uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, 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 Carrie Fisher's daughter, which congratulations on the engagement, by the way, for her. Um, you know, Daisy, just a bunch of the people from Star Wars all together talk about Empire, like, like, like a giant chat. And we all got to watch it and talk to them together. I think that'd be really cool for Star Wars this year because Empire is an important film. Uh, but they don't have anything to do for celebration this year. I think celebration really would just want to have been a convention for the fans with nothing really big to show because they have nothing to show because they keep canceling and subduing and taking away directors and taking away scripts and saying yeah. things are happening and not happening. I think if they would announce anything, I think a lot of people would have been really mad. I think the only thing they could like truly promote would be um, Mando. Mando. And honestly, I don't think they need to do they don't need it. celebration just to celebrate Mando. Because honestly, we're not really ready to talk about the new trilogy of movies that are going to be coming out in the next few years. It's not time yet. It's too early. No. I don't want any announcements. They keep canceling them. So why should I get excited? Oh shit. That's just like real. Right now, all I want them to, all I want to know right now is when we're getting the teaser for Mandalorian because we're getting damn near close to the premiere of the season. I want to know when, you know what, you know what, you know what, Disney, looking at you, being, be, being your, uh, you know, political mental brain here release the teaser for Mandalorian season two on the first day of what would have been star Wars celebration. Let that be the way of getting something to us. And then Saturday, that Saturday do a empire strikes back zoom panel with bringing back a bunch of people to talk about the film. And then Sunday do something like bring out comic books, toys, video, talk about video, talk about squadrons in September, you know, do like an online version of celebration this year. But give us a Mandalorian trailer in September. I think it'd be cool. It wouldn't be that long of a wait. Try it out. That's the opinion on Celebration. On other big news is because we have so many different talk about. We're not, we're not, even, we're not, even, we're not even to my big news I want to talk about yet. <laughs> we're getting there, okay? I'm jumping around. I promise it will be next. It's not next. I lied. No, no it's it, not. It, you're, you're, you're holding that one. I know you are. It's not this one. It's the one after this one. We'll talk about it. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. 
So we're going to talk about DC Fandom. We're going to talk about a lot of things. But very quickly before we jump into DC Fandom, I want to very quickly um, – I'm going to pull up a thing where it tells you all the different places and stuff you get to go. I want to very quickly talk about what's going to be there, what you know, when it's going to be at, what time it starts, that whole nine yards. Um, and then we can talk about in full on all of our opinions and stuff on the actual event and what we think could happen on the day. So it's going to be a 24-hour immersive versatile fan experience. Um, think Star Wars Celebration just online. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to kick off on August 22nd at 10 a.m. PT. So look at your time, you know, timestamp. I think it's like 1 o'clock for us or something like that. And it goes until 1 o'clock the next day. Um, there are several different things we're going to look at that will be there. But it's like their version of Comic-Con. The event will feature and navigate through several different elements such as film, TV, games, and so forth. Several things are me covering, though. Something that you could be looking out for is Aquaman 2, The Batman, Batwoman, Black Adam, Black Lightning, DC Superhero Girl, DC Legends of Tomorrow, DC Stargirl, Doom Patrol, The Flash, Harley Quinn. Expect an announcement for Season 3 of that. Lucifer, Pennyworth, Shazam, which could be the sequel, or they could be doing something for, like, an event for the first one, the Suicide Squad, Supergirl, Superman, Lois, Teen Titans, Goats, Titans in general, Watchmen, and Young Justice Outsiders. On top of that, fans can also um, expect a trailer for Snyder Cut's Justice League, which will drop sometime next year. And also, um, we should be getting a our final in our final trailer for Wonder Woman 1984, which is also supposed to be projected to debut in this uh, in this thing. Other things you guys can. Um, be really really excited about for video games is that there's rumors that there's two new games coming out there's a new batman game coming out and a new suicide squad game coming out all done by rocksteady um those are the things that are happening now i'm going to pull up a picture and zachary it is all for you to talk about well for both of us to talk about what yeah we're gonna go back and forth but you can start because i just did the whole intro thingy um okay so i have i have an interesting theory about Shazam. So, I don't think Shazam's panel is going to be about a film. I think Shazam's panel is going... I'm really sticking with this with DC specifically. I don't know why. I think it's just going to work. It all depends on Justice League, though. I think Shazam is going to be talking about a six-part HBO Max miniseries for Shazam. I think that Superman is going to make his introduction in Shazam in the miniseries, and he will make his full film debut in Black Adam. That's what I think is going to happen with Shazam and Black Adam. Is that they're going? To, I feel like they. I feel. Like, I feel like they realized that Shazam was a small film. It didn't do well for them financially. Critically, it did really well for them, but financially, it didn't do well for them. And and I, and I, don't, I don't think they want to invest that much money again in a in, in a in a film. However, they can give that show 120 million. Uh, dollars and break that up between episodes and they can make it look cool and get the cast to come back and use that show to tease Black Adam like make like make a subsequent villain make make the caterpillar from the movie the villain of the show but let it tease Black Adam throughout the show Dwayne Johnson makes an appearance in the show leading into his movie we also find out that Superman some odd reason is teaming up with Shazam again for Black Adam I think that'd be really 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 cool uh, but the thing I'm looking forward to the most, absolutely the most now, after that tease they released earlier this past week, is Justice League. What I saw in that tease alone shows how much this movie is going to change. And I love it. It looked, the, the, the teaser they released 
Dark side, Wonder Woman looks fantastic in the shot they look. Plus, the color palette looks like it's supposed to. It's not all red. It looks like it's supposed to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the other one I'm looking forward to, if we get anything, honestly, I know they said it is the Batman. I don't think we're going to get anything about Batman. I don't think we're going to get anything. Suicide Squad, we might get a teaser. Yeah. 84, I'm nervous. Not going to lie. I do you have a feeling it'll be the final trailer, and I do believe we'll get our first introduction to what Cheetah would look like in the film. They have to have a second clip of it. They, it's going to get leaked. They have to put it out there. It's not like they're holding out, you know. I think, yeah. still, I, think, I think it has to be in there. I don't think it needs to be in there for a very long time. When we run through the map, this is what it's going to look like when you sign in um, into DC Phantom. It's That's really, really cool. Um, I do want to mention that just like Fortnite and things, they do sometimes like this, um, it can crash. And so be very careful and be there as soon as it, you know, as soon as yeah. I'm expecting a schedule to come out in August of when certain panels and stuff are happening, because that's what Hall of Heroes is right here. It's going to be the panel place. If you're watching this or if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever place you listen to podcasts, I'd highly recommend going over to our YouTube page, finding where you're at in that podcast and to look at the map with us or pull it up on your phone in case, you know, also. So the middle here, Hall of Heroes, is like Hall H at Comic-Con. This is where all the panels are going to be. TV shows, everything. I'm assuming Watchverse is so if we want to replay those panels, we can. In case you miss something, yeah. you can come over here and you can watch that panel type of thing. Uber yeah. is uh, their version of like merch. You can buy merch online. That's what Uber's is. Uh, kids first is for kids in general. You can see T Titans go and things are probably going to be somewhere over here. Um, Insider verse is the background stuff. This is what goes behind the scenes, a VFX work and all that fun stuff. They're going to have um, panels and stuff dedicated to those people who bring this movie forward for you. Fun verse is games. Um, it's going to be comic books. It's going to be um, a whole bunch of different cool things that they're doing with it. This could be war game section is entirely. Rocksteady could mm-hmm. premiere here and not in the Hall of Heroes because it could be dedicated to TV shows and movies. Those are just things to look out for when you're on the website. Figure out where you want to yeah. go because I'm sure it's going to be crowded. Go late at night or early in the morning as I'm sure there's going to be replays. Also, because this is free, I'm sure people are going to be recording them and posting them online. And so if you do miss anything, I'm sure it's going to pop up on YouTube. It's going to be on YouTube. The but, thing that disappoints me the most, disappoints me the most, is seeing the Titans Tower on the Kids Verse thing. It'd be really cool. It'd be really cool if during the Hall of Heroes panel we get a Teen Titans anniversary panel for the show, and they announce that HBO Max is doing an adult version of Teen Titans for everybody, like the animated one. I think that'd be really cool. I think it'd be a cool announcement to have. Um, now, I want to ask you a question. I don't think anybody's been talking about it. I think it'd be really cool. Do you think they'll do a Snyder panel for the for the movie? Yeah, I do do strongly think, yeah. Who do you think will show up? Everybody. I'm sure everybody's going to be here. You want as much people here as possible. Do you think he would? Huh? Yeah. Do you think he would? Yeah. I don't know if Ben would. Batfleck was literally trending on Twitter yesterday for the whole day. I still have no idea why. I tried to figure it out, but he was number one. So people are talking about it. Because they know we're going to get something with him after this movie. We know we are now. Yeah, which could be you know a tease or an announcement. Once the thing, the big things I'd say coming out of this are any new announcements for any films that are coming up. Um, you guys can see sneak peeks for maybe Superman Lois. Their first trailer could come out of this, which is really exciting for anybody who watches Arrowverse in general um, and things like that. I think these are the things to be looking forward to. So Here's keep an eye out. Thing. 
Yeah, here's another thing I can get announced or just, for honest, honest reasons get shown here. Superman, Man of Tomorrow, the new animated film starting off the new DC universe. I think it'd be fucking dope if they just revealed the entire film in its entirety premiered here, and then you could go buy it or rent it if you liked it that much during the during during a panel. I think it'd, that'd be really, really cool. Could be completely possible because that's something they do do um, at Comic Con, and this is their version, like I said, of Comic Con just for DC. I think this is a great thing. I really hope it doesn't crash. I really hope everybody who wants to go can join and look at mm-hmm. it. I hope it's not laggy. I hope that they have all these bugs fixed and things. I think that's the most important thing. As long as the interface is really easy to, you know, move around in. Also, mm-hmm. if this does really well, maybe we can make our own characters and be able to walk down and make it a whole thing. I would also like it to be extended a weekend. Not 24 hours, but 72 hours to let anybody and everybody come in if they yeah. want. I think because- that would be much more smarter than the 24 hours. Especially with it being in August, some like like for the kids, especially they'll be in school. Maybe, probably, we don't know. And so, you know, they'll they'll unless it's on the weekend, they won't be able to see anything because they'll be at school. Yeah. In particular, um, so I think my big takeaway from this is that we're going to finally see things from Suicide Squad, Batman, eighty four. We're going to get that trailer for Justice League on the weekend. Okay. Gonna go through Saturday and Sunday. I legit think the big reveal, if it goes through, is if there's a panel involving a certain guy coming back to do a certain thing and they announce everything that he's doing. I won't say who because we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. But I think that would be the reveal of reveals of it being official of him coming back. I think that would probably just end a stream and just destroy a stream if that was the case. So I'm going to very quickly just kind of go through everything I just went through before just to talk about what each thing is um, for anybody who is curious. So DC Watch First um, is what we thought it would be. Sit back and join our virtual audience and become completely engrossed in hours of musty content from around the world. Everything from panels and exclusive screenings to never-before-seen footage featuring cast sprayers and behind-the-scenes crews from across DC Films, TV, home entertainment, and games. DC Watch First is virtual into the world where the fans are the stars to see the most amazing user-generated... Oh, that's what this is. That's right. So this is... um, You guys can win money if you're doing fan art or cosplay. You can jump on there and vote for people who are your favorite, and they can actually have cast prizes. I remember that being talked about. Kids First is exactly what you think. You know, if you have a kid who really likes DC, this is the place to go. It's for the younger fans. Um, DC Insiderverse, this creativity-based world, contains um, a centerpiece video featuring legendary artists in DC co-publishers, presidents, um, film productions, while you know all the people will be here that we're going to be talking about behind the scenes, behind the games, behind the books, whole nine yards. It's just you know trying to immerse you more into the world. Then DC Funverse is uh, experience the and gather cool shareables. Check out your comic book reader. Um, do-it-yourself, cool, W, uh, the golden armor, Batmobile kits. Like I said, this is where you can buy things. And, of course, Hall of H, which is Hall H, basically. It's just called Hall of Heroes. Now, um, let me ask you a question. I want to tie this into this. So recently, unfortunately, rest in peace, Jewel Schumacher passed away. This, uh, uh, how, long, how long has it been since he passed away? Like two days ago? It was not that long ago. Yeah, two, three. Four. How cool would it be if they got a Batman Forever slash Batman and Robin panel together and everybody just came together and just talked about them? 
and they talk and they, and they reflect on the films and they have fun with it. I think it'd be really, really cool. Like if Clooney, Kilmer, O'Donnell, Schwarzenegger, they all came back and they did a and they did like a panel together talking about the movie. I think that'd be really, 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 really cool. Because it's part of the Batman mythos. I think it'd be really cool to see everybody get together and talk about him because he just didn't do Batman. He did a lot of he did a lot of prolific things in his career. And his first film, I mean, we, we make fun of Batman around all the time. It's not it's not the best film in the world, but it's still part of Batman. His first film, Forever, I think is good. I, I don't think he gets enough credit. I think Forever is really good. But um, so movies that he has done before are Phantom of the Opera, which is a favorite, Batman and Robin, Eight Millimeter, Phone Booth, um, and so many other ones. Flatliners, which is iconic, Lost Boys. Um, he's done some really good movies. Yeah, you know he's known for Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, and those things. But he's been around for a very long time. He's been working in Hollywood for a very long time. Thirty-five movies in a time span is of you know he's been working since the seventies, and his last project was in two thousand thirteen with House of Cards, um, in the first season. So, really, overall, yeah, he did uh, episodes five and six. I don't know those are, but. That's interesting. That's a good. That that's a. I love the first season of House of Cards. And to note, he did not write either um, Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. He directed them. There's a difference. <laughs> he directed them. His name was on it, but he just directed it. He did, however, write Fan of the Opera, which is what I think he is most known for, um, because uh, he was never nominated though for. That movie is so good. If you've never seen Fan of the Opera, the, the one with Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum, go watch it. It is so well done. It's so well done. Overall, such a great producer, great writer, um, and great director. He uh, lived from 1939 to 2020 to 2020. Um, he died on June 22nd um, and of the age of 80. And so he did live a very long life. It wasn't like he died... 10 years after he was, you know, after he got famous or whatever, it was, he worked and it showed and it's beautiful. And yeah. You know what? It's kind of ironic. You know what I watched? I've been sick. Hmm. I watched Batman forever. (gasps) Literally the day before he passed away. I watched it. Now, which one is Batman forever? It's the one with Val Kilmer and Jim Carrey. It's the one with Two-Face and Riddler. Uh, It's the first one. I really, and Nicole Kidman. It's a really, really, it, for, for what it was supposed to be, it feels like a like a like a really upbeat version of the sixties of the sixties show. It's really really good, and I love that everybody just came to play and have fun with it because Kilmer is awesome in the movie. I forgot how good he is in the movie. So is Nicole Kidman. I I really really liked it. And Chris O'Donnell is not bad in the film either. It's it's really 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 good. So on a side note, not to take away from this, but movies that are coming and staying on HBO HBO Max for anybody who has that. This includes Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. They'll have both the Ultimate Edition and the normal version. Justice League, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Superman the Movie, Superman 2, 3, 4, um, Superman Unbound, and Watchmen. And the previous announcement titles will also be there. Um, also include Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Callum, Jonah Hex, and The Losers will not be departing, um, at least in this next number. did extend... Um, that because I think everybody outcried when they said they were leaving. <laughs> so, just to let you know, those are things that if you have not watched yet, or if you've been meaning to watch or whatever, you still can. There is still time. Um, if you have HBO Max, not a lot of people do, supposedly, but if you do, you know, 
There you go. All right, Zachary. Are you ready? You I ready? don't know. I really, I've been thinking about this ever since I saw I'm like, this isn't real. This can't be real. This is not real. What, 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 what would Warner Brothers think about doing this? We have two Batman in theaters as we speak, possibly. Do we, oh, it is a thing. It is. A, wow. It is. Wow. This is how I was just seeing all the information coming out from like, holy crap, this is real. This is not a joke. This is a legit thing. And I don't know if I like it. So while he di discovers what his opinion is on, I'm, I'm going to very quickly just go first. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my opinion on Michael Keaton. I am, um, what is the proper word here? I think the best word to say is mad, um, angry, uh, upset. All these things I think will declare how I feel about this. And I have a very strong feeling there's a lot of people who are DC fans will also feel somewhat the same way. On one end, it's very cool. Um, some people would say Batman Returns and things like that. That's the one, right? What, no. Batman, Batman Returns, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Are some of the best Batman movies to, you know, to come forward. And if Michael Keaton comes back, does that mean Michelle Pfeiffer comes back? And, like, does that mean all these characters that we love and adore and that we're kind of curious to see where they're at so many years later come back? Sure, maybe. Possibility. Who knows? But let's talk about the reason why he's coming back. It's not like they're doing a sequel to Batman. Right no, no. This is where I'm mad. This I'm with you. This is where I'm mad. A lot of people are going to get mad is that they decide The Flash, which is going to be the Flashpoint movie. And I do agree with a lot of people online. I don't believe they've earned it. So I don't no. think they should be even talking about it. But they are. And so we have to talk about it because that's what's happening. Is that they're deciding to move forward with it. But instead of doing Flashpoint which is a very well complex, somewhat interesting story that could be a very interesting to see in theaters if they earned it, they didn't. Um, that would be really interesting. They could bring back uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan from uh, from Justice League, the, the Batman versus Superman, or Owen from Batman versus Superman. Bring back these characters that we've gotten to know, well, kind of, you know, and you know, that we could learn to really like and things into these interesting roles. Nope. Jeffrey D. Morgan is out. The entire storyline is out. It simply is just this. The Flash, who might not even be uh, um, uh, as rare because of all the controversy that he's under and just in general, I just didn't write him as Flash, so I'm not going to be yeah. really mad if they recast this character, but still, The Flash, Barry Allen, will run into the Batman Forever or Batman Returns universe, and this is where we meet Michael Keaton, and that's the movie. Okay. So Zachary, how do you feel about that? Because <laughs> I was mad. Okay, I really want to. I really, 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 really want to unwrap this for a second. So we kind of touched on it in the Flashpoint paradox in a reverse timeline when Barry fixes oh, the yeah. point where his mother is not killed, and where his life went great, the rest of the universe went bad. Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war. Cyborg is now official internment with Darkseid. It's a whole thing. But the big story wrapped around with Flash is Batman. Um, in this Flashpoint. Bruce is killed. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and Martha Wayne brilliantly in this story becomes the Joker because it drives her mad to the point that her son is dead. And in this version of Batman, yeah, this version of Batman is pissed. He's a drunk. He uses guns. He's relentless. He's cruel. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan as this Batman women fucking dope. The comedian sets him up brilliantly to play this version of the role. And instead, 
they're going to take an element of what I think would have made a great Batman Beyond movie and stick it in the Flash. I think Keaton would have been a fantastic old man Bruce Wayne mentor to Terry McGinnis in a live-action Batman Beyond film. Instead, they're going to possibly ruin two of the best Batman films of all time and give it to the Flash. They are not thinking. They just want some type of thing to get people to go see Flash because the Flash they have currently just doesn't work. I get it. I understand it. But I, I did not realize how mad I was about this was so we started talking. This is fucking stupid. I love the man. You've moved on from it. You, you made fun of it in Birdman. You're a fantastic villain now in the MCU. Do you really need to put back the towel on? Honestly. Now, here is the big thing that no one's really talked about. What you said, it could, could be true of it being a tag team film of this Batman and The Flash. It could be that. But for all we know, his, his part in the film could be so minute. And they're hiding the fact that Jeffrey Dean is actually playing The Flashpoint Batman. They're just not yeah, telling it. That is, that is officially have come out and saying that he is not even a part of the movie at all. Now, back in December of 2019, when they were looking for people for the film, casting announcements and things, you know, got leaked and stuff. He was already cast. The like the deal had not been signed or anything, but it was that was what they were planning on. This has changed in the past like four months. Now, a lot of people are really, really aggravated about this because it is a Flash movie. Shouldn't this focus on the Flash and not on Batman? And if you bring back Michael Keaton, you cannot just put him in two scenes of a movie and call it a day. No, it needs to be, you know, a much more drawn out, more complex role. And also to, to find it to just be really interesting. The reason why Michael Keaton decided to stop playing Batman to begin with is because he, he thought um, his villains were getting much more character development and things than actual Bruce Wayne swatched the Batman. And now he's jumping into mm -hmm. another role where more likely it's the same exact thing where the, the villains will probably get better character. Mm -hmm. development. Let's get real here. Now, this, is the this is the other thing. This is the other direction of this point. What if he's the villain? What if when what if what if Flash what if when Flash goes back in time does the does the Flashpoint instead of it being a uh, instead of, and, and it being a DCEU version of Flashpoint to where when he goes back in time it goes to where this Batman is a villain and he like he's a, he's a terrorist a tyrant around among Gotham City and the villains are the heroes and you know he's he has to flesh out a more mean brutal you know darker version of his Batman. I think Burton really wanted to do with them. I think that'd be cool if that's what they're going for. Now, if he's just playing straight up Batman from 89, being an older Batman, who's still in his... going to be Batman from 89 20 years later. It wouldn't be 20 years later. Or how many ever years later it is. It'd be 89 to 2020. How long would that be? I don't know. It's a number. It's a, it's a, it's a big number. But again, this brings up my point. They could do this being a distant future Batman, but him being a mentor to Terry, they're, they're ruining all oh my God. They're and then on top of that, we have Ben possibly coming back as Batman. We have Pattinson. I feel so bad for him now because not only is he being trumped by Affleck, he's being trumped of trumped. He is getting meandered, put down, put aside. The fact that Keaton could come back as this character and – it's com he's completely right. In both of Burton's films, both Penguin, Selina, and Joker were more fleshed out than this Batman ever was. Because I believe what Burton did brilliantly and that I don't think Keen appreciated was that 
we didn't need a fleshed out Bruce. Bruce was fleshed out enough to where we understood he was a depressed kid who decided to go against injustice and became the Batman. That was enough for us to know that, and it worked. But he he established the villain so well. It, it those are two amazing films. Never 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 knock those movies. Um, but the fact that Keaton wants to do this and possibly hurt his and Burton's best thing together sucks. I don't think he's thinking about it clearly. I think he's just really thinking about the check. I hope I'm wrong, but I really think that Keaton's thinking more about a check here than the character because what he wants, he got in both Birdman and Vulture, a fleshed out person with, with, with you know, with reasoning and, 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 you know, he got a character in both those movies. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. If they do it, they better find they, they better have a damn good reason of doing it if they're gonna do it. Cause and, and like you said at the beginning of all this, they didn't earn this to begin with. We're not even we're not even close to this even happening. Now, I say that Justice League Snyder could happen. They set the seeds for this to happen. And if it works with that, then they've earned this kind of shot. I still don't think they earned it. I think personally the Flash needs its own movie. And then maybe the sequel can be whatever this is supposedly. I think I we're going back into a mess. And we're finally seeing our way out of the mess. And now we're trickling back into it. You want to know why we're trickling back into it? Because we're because because DC and Warner Bros. Feel, feels like they're under the good graces of everybody again. Because of Snyder oh, Cut. A lot of people, because they don't know what they're doing with the Snyder Cut in general, like, let's say the Snyder Cut doesn't do well. You know, for whatever reason, let's say it just doesn't hit with people. Like, it's supposed to be this big thing, but it actually turns out to not be this big thing. Or let's say anybody who does watch it and who does like it pirates it, and they watch it illegally. And so it doesn't actually count as a view on, you know, the streaming service. And so it does horribly on the streaming service, but does really well, like, Twitter-wise or whatever. Well, yeah. then they're in that, that moment of, like, do we continue on with these characters? Do we continue on with, like, what we did here? Or do we need to change it and, you know, do what we were originally planning? And so I feel like that's why they took out Jeffrey Dean Morgan because he is a part of the Snyderverse and things and the Snyderverse could be gone. You know, if Snyder Cut doesn't do well, obviously we're not going to continue on with the Snyderverse yeah. because we got what we wanted and we still weren't happy with what we got. You know what I mean? Then so, doesn't it feel like we just went in a full circle? Yep, exactly. Yes, this is the definition of a full circle. This is once again DC blowing their load too soon. They're announcing things that just doesn't be announced, especially with Flash, with four different directors coming out, possibly losing their main lead. Why announce anything for that movie? There's no point right now. <sighs> well, with that being said, I think it's time to move on from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's talk about other things that um what jump to something okay, and then we'll jump to something not okay. The first thing is Hamilton is coming to Disney. <laughs> oh. So the Hamilton is a musical um, that is not being edited whatsoever to premiere on Disney. Uh -huh. So if you do have a young child who wants to watch Hamilton, do that, know that, that it contains extreme adult language. That's not true. It is being edited. It is rated PG-13. Yeah, but they, they said are, they're, not, they're not taking out they around no, Lin-Manuel Miranda came on the Twitter and said that the uh, the uh, the uh, 
the PG-13, whatever that association is called, the MPAA, is take they have to take out both fuck words from the from the from from the uh, from from the production. They have to they have to do something else with them. They they're they're censoring some of the language in the in the show. It came out a couple days ago. They mute it. Yeah, they're gonna mute the F word. But just know there is other swearing that will be in it. It is a PG thirteen movie. I just want to let people know ahead of time. Um, there is actually there is some suggested material. I wouldn't worry too much about that though. No. Personally, it is a two hour and forty minute musical that will be coming to Disney Plus on July third, the day before. Obviously, Fourth July. It's a huge thing. This is their big, huge. They paid. 90 million dollars this was post premiere in theaters and then decided to pull it from theaters and release it this year on disney plus and now, let me ask you a question because I, I i've gushed about this with enough off camera i don't know, I, really want, I really i really brought this up to ask you with theaters starting to reopen mm -hmm. slightly would you do you think that disney would be willing to put hamilton in theaters for July Fourth weekend, like in a shock and shock, everybody was saying it's on Disney Plus. We're gonna watch it at home, but for July Fourth weekend, we're putting it out for one weekend only. If you want to go watch it, and let's say it's in like not it's like it's a select thing. Like not every theater gets it, but it's something that Disney wants to do just to put it out there and give it a shot. Do you think that could happen? No, I don't. Um, I think right now, just like a lot of people. We're going to talk about theaters reopening. They are reopening mine, at least, is reopening this weekend. But we're, we're going to talk about that. Uh, it's one of the stories that will be hopping up a little bit later on in this podcast. But I personally feel like because Disney is, we're going to talk about Mulan. You know, they're moving things so people would still faith, you know, would still feel safe and things. And I think by tempting people to go out there to see a Disney movie could look bad on them. I think pushing their parks and stuff. Also looks bad on them. They're not right. exactly the brightest right now in the headlines because of such things. I think they don't need the bad publicity, and I think ultimately it would bring bad okay. publicity because of just the spikes and stuff, especially here in the U.S. and things of the virus and things. I just don't think it's a smart decision. We'll see though. It could be you could be right, and maybe for July Fourth, you know, certain theaters do get to do it yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah, one day type of thing. Select theaters. But the places that would have the theaters be open would be L.A. or New York, and those theaters are in no time reopening. Yeah. You know, could be in September before they see the light of day. Are you going to watch it on Friday? Uh, Yeah, I probably will. I'm going to be cat-sitting, so I don't see why I, why not. I could cat Are you going to break it up into chunks or are you going to watch it all the way through? I'm watch the whole thing. Did you know, um, by the way, also, guys, there is a one-minute intermission Halfway through the film, and they're going to let you know what they're with uh, Alexander Hamilton's figure doing this. One minute, which so, I think is funny. That's Hamilton coming to Disney. I guess the next thing we should talk about, since you did bring it up in this past story, is theaters are reopening. And I want to, before we talk about theaters reopening and things, most theaters right now are playing movies that were already in theaters when theaters closed, or movies that are older that are coming back to theaters for special days or whatever. I personally, and I know this can be somewhat controversial and things to say, I personally don't think it's very smart. Um, we had this conversation a while back. Um, due to the things that have happened in the world, rightfully so, uh, I think it set back everything. 
You know, mm-hmm. I think if certain things did not happen and the world was a better place and they didn't have to happen, then I would say, yeah, theaters reopening right now would be smart. Tenant would still probably be making its release date. You know, life would probably be getting back to normal within the next, I would say, month or so. Now, I'm not saying I'm saying it's not going to be safe to go into a theater until like September, maybe late September, early October. Like I would say, a very long time. Like when we thought two months later, you know, it'd be good. That's where we're at right now. Now we got to think, oh, maybe two months later. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so even though your theater is opening, and I'm not saying don't go, it's your choice, you know, um, I would say just be very cautious. You know, they could say they're cleaning it, but who's there holding gun to their head saying they have to clean it? Yeah. And also, I mean, my, my brother brought up a really good point. It's scary out there now with everything going on. You could be in the middle of a, you could be in the middle of a film and all of a sudden, you know, unfortunately, People could come in, be complete idiots, and really do some stupid shit in the theater. And, you know, you'd be stuck in a theater with a bunch of idiots walking, running around and vandalizing and all that random shit going on currently. Um, you know, the, 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 the not-so-smart protesters are not being smart about what they're doing. And, again, the, the virus is the biggest thing. I personally just went through a week of hell involving that dumb thing, and... I am staying the hell away from anything involving a theater until I am comfortable again. This really just sent me back to one going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home. I'm not dealing with that. Even though they're showing two of my favorite films of all time in my theater this weekend, it's still not worth going because I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, I don't know how safe they're being, you know, they could say, like you just said, they could be safe all they want. But all it takes is one of me putting my hand on an armrest and I'm back where I was this week. It's it's not worth it. It really, really isn't. If you do go, and I know there's people out there. I mean, let's get real here. Four months ago, when all this shit started in March, I was a I was the person who said, yeah, I'll be right there. You know, theater doors open. I'll give you my money. I'll get a ticket type of thing. And that's still the case. When a new release comes out to theaters like an actual new release that I've not seen ever before in theaters to experience it. Who knows? Talk to me then. But yeah. as we're going to talk about here in a minute, that's not going to happen until mid August, late August. You know, these are, it's, oh, it's a time away July. There's nothing new coming out. I am not going to go pay money and risk my life to go see Unhitched with Russell Crowe. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> like it's just not worth it to me. No, I'm happy. My theater is opening. You know, I'm hoping that's a good sign. You know, that we're headed in better places. And not yeah. every place is as bad as, like, Florida. But we do have Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm looking at this, unfortunately, as a state-by-state thing. Just because, say, Ohio is doing strong, it doesn't mean someone from Florida can't come over to Ohio and fuck us over. It's it, that, that That's the scary thing right now is that they could come from Florida and be okay. In reality, they're bringing the virus and they just, just – Goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And that's if why right now, go, August is the best chance. If you do go, bring your own blanket to sit on. Bring things from your house that you can take home and you can wash. Um, wear long sleeve clothes. Uh, wear a mask. Grab a wipe. Hand sanitize. Bring hand sanitize with her. Do not get concessions. It's not worth it. It's just the truth. And I, I, I mean, it's hard to hear it in things, but it's just. This is what you should be doing. It's the world we're going to be living in for the next year or so. So, just be prepared. And I, to God, and I brought this up. They're playing Fast and Furious in my theater. 
Would you even enjoy your time watching the movie right now if you went to a theater right now? Would you honestly enjoy yourself watching the movie? No, I would not. I would be scared. I would not enjoy it. And it's not a movie that I've not seen that I can't watch in the good graces of my own home. They have the Avengers and Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse in my theater right now. I'd be more focused on looking at everybody else, seeing what they're doing instead of watching the film. Going through the list of movies that are premiering at my theater here, none of these movies I can't rent, I can't somehow get from my home and enjoy just as much with the people around me without with, with feeling safe. Sure, there's some of these movies I would love to see again in theaters. Mean Girls. I've never seen it in theaters. I would love, but I would love to see it on a day like October 4th when, you know, maybe it'll come back for like a 20th anniversary or something like that. Where it's a fun little event with a whole bunch of people when this shit's not going on. I'm not yeah. going to risk my life for a 7.05 p.m. when, sure, we're going to be social distancing. But it's at 7.05. You know how many people have been out of that theater? Because more likely, they're not using every theater. No. Because there's no point to put movies on every screen. No. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I'm not against it. I'm not against theaters opening, reopening. I think they need to. But once again, just listen to everybody else. The economy is failing and... They don't care that we're dying. It sucks. And mm-hmm. I hate to preach. And I hate, you know, to do those things. And I think oh, it's it mad, but I'm not saying nothing that's a lie. So, and that's on other notes. Um, I'd say that's probably our most controversial topic. <laughs> it, it should have been the most exciting topic of the show, to be honest, of, of us saying that these are reopening again. Yeah. But we aren't. I'm not because. To be honest, if you're going out there, you it better be for a film you've never you haven't seen in a long, long, long time, can't get access to. Because if you legit just want to go out and enjoy a day outside, then go enjoy a day outside for like half an hour, an hour, and then come home. It's not worth going to a theater for two hours and forty minutes, according to the to the Avengers, and you know sit there for that long and go. I'm not comfortable in this situation. Honest to God, if Avengers Endgame was do Avengers Endgame Infinity War were doing a back-to-back screening this weekend at my theater, I still wouldn't go. It's not worth it. It's just not. I mean, I would love to go see the Matrix, the original Matrix. Oh, are you kidding? But it's two hours and sixteen minutes of a movie I could watch home. It's just not worth it. Also, if you are going, go to the earliest showing that you can find, and once again, take the precautions with you. Wear gloves. I mean, wear, just it's up to you. Uh, I would say yes, wear gloves. I would also say wear a face mask, but you know, some people might get mad about that. So you know, I think people are being absolute assholes. When it comes but to we won't get it. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, <laughs> let's just jump into something else. So that's the like I said, the more I would say controversial conversation that we're having tonight. Um, let's jump into the boys. So Zachary had some opinions about the boys, especially the new character, which I am going to pull up a picture of her, but she is coming back and September 4th, um, the first three episodes are premiering and then we're going into a weekly thing and talking to a lot of people. They're fine with it. So I guess I should be fine with it, but I'm not fine with it. It's fine. Cause I mean, I mean, like, like our screen, we're split between two scenarios of this. I think it's awesome that's going week by week because some some of the episodes from season one end on a really good cliffhanger. So I think it would hold me enough to go. Now, here's the thing. I like the, the way she looks. She looks cool. The clip was my problem. She is basically what's what what Stargirl 
was if she went the route the boy if she went the route what they wanted to go, which was a snotty brat who uses her phone constantly. She fits the seven. Don't get me wrong, but I think um, Holander's face when she's talking is how I'm feeling. It's just like, just shut up already. We get it. You're talking to your fans, but I have to do this right now. Don't make me laser your face off. I'm more interested in the stuff going on with the sun and Homelander and the butcher. That's what I'm most excited about for the season is that give me that stuff. Don't bother me with an extra new superhero. I'm more excited for Homelander butcher and, and, and the kid. That's what I'm most excited about for the show. Yeah, I do cool. mention that this is a character. Um, Stormfront is a part of the comics. They're changing a lot about the character though. So if yeah. you're a fan favorite, just know that it's probably not going to be the character you're hoping she for. Cool. But she looks cool. I'm curious to see what her, you know, what she's going to be like, the action scenes, what she adds to the team. Um, mm. I do know from at least the news article that I read, she does have ulterior motives and things. Of course she does. And other stuff. I am also very curious because in the poster, she looks like she might be on the bad side. And that, like, makes me curious. That intrigues the fuck out of me. Like I'm, I don't, I don't really know what happened between between what we saw and what's going on. But maybe maybe she's still playing up the fact of what happened at the end of the season after um, what's his face died with all this. Yeah, because do you remember she she was she she stayed behind after the speedster went down was about to die and he ran away. Maybe she's undercover within the seven saying that, you know, now she's against him. What he did was wrong. And she wants revenge when in reality she's working with them to find out more information about it. that could also be a scenario. I remember characters from the show. That's how good this show is. And it's very good. Um, but they're back and that's exciting. The boys are that's, back. It's, it makes me so happy. It makes me so excited. for September is a good month. We get the Avengers and the boys. All right. So speaking of the Avengers, we can talk about video games. I'm so good with these transitions today. <laughs> well, yeah. Ironically, there's a few in here that are just, the next one's going to pop out like a sore thumb because I couldn't figure out where else to put it. So we're just going to talk about when it pops up. That's that. Um, we're not done yet, guys, because some of these stories can go on for a while. Let's talk about video games, Zachary. A lot of things are happening right now, and I need to defend something. Okay. Um, do you want to start with some of your negative stuff? Or do you want to start with some positive stuff? Or do you want to get the negative stuff out of the way and go to the positive? Let me hear your negative stuff. Well, you have to defend. That's what I mean by negative. Like, unfortunately, you have you have to defend certain things involving that. And I don't think you should because there's no reason to defend because it's the right of the creative director and the, the people around the game to make the decisions they made. If you don't like it, that's fine. But don't be a bitch about it. That's all I have to say about that. Um, I felt it. But, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm like, um, you can take me away. This is all you because you're more invested in what's going on with that than I am. So the floor is yours. You're going to sit right there. They're going to see you. I don't like being front and center. I'm front and center enough in life, especially on camera. <laughs> so let's talk about the beauty back here, which is The Last of Us Part 2, which came out a week ago. Well, a little over a week ago. I played it. I beat it. I loved it. I did have some mixed thoughts and opinions, not about certain things. I'm not going to spoil anything here um, in this particular discussion. But... I recommend you watch the spoiler cast that uh, Not So Funny, is that right? What funny. Kind of Funny did. Um, it really is eye-opening, and it really does show 
many different things. Um, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions, and you guys want to know my full thoughts and opinions in like 17 to 18 days from now. Once I start uploading the gameplay more frequently, um, I will have a full-on review talking about my full-fledged opinions about everything about the game um, on my main channel, which is Jacob Was Here, um, which I do play the game in full with you guys. But personally, I, I'm, I'm getting really mad. Um, I, I want the harassment to stop. I'm tired of seeing it on my Twitter like to the point where I'm blocking people and just blocking names and threads in general because it's just it's it's vile and it's gross and I just don't I mean I get it but I also I don't I don't get it you know what I mean it's a mixed bag here sure bomb the critic review that's fine do what you have to do there all you fuckers didn't play the game we know mm. it just by reading the reviews you didn't play it you got on you made a free account and now it's up to like 30,000 reviews or something like that, which is the most any video game of all time has had. For instance, Grand Theft Auto 5 has 20,000 reviews. It's just, it, that's a whole mess in its, you know, in its scenario. But do that. That's, that's a way to do it. But guess what, guys, motherfuckers? It did not stop it from doing well. It's the mm-hmm. top-selling PlayStation game of all time. It's one of the top-selling PlayStation games of this generation, at least. I don't know. I'm not really sure about PS3. It's, um, no, it's it's beaten. The the next closest one that I checked was Last of Us for PS3. It was the closest one was that. So, no, 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 no. It's it surpassed two generations worth of... In three days. I want to mention that what happened in three days. And from all the news articles and says, this is, this is not like digital copies. This is physical copies. People who ordered the game to have, to hold. Mine's over there. I can't show you. But I do own it. I mean, about the collector's edition. But that's 4 million copies. That's ridiculous in three days. I don't think I know a video game that has done that. Maybe Grand Theft Auto. You know, I could say probably. One PlayStation-wise was Spider-Man. Spider-Man right. was the one that did it. And so that's my opinions on it. I have a lot more. I just can't talk about them because they contain certain mm-hmm. issues that are throughout the game that just piss me off to know. No end for multiple reasons. Part I'm part of the community that's being bashed. I'm, you know, I just I getting really annoyed. I understand the game represents it really well to begin with. So I don't know why people are being fucking douches about it. They don't like the fact that Ellie. This is not a spoiler. Is is an actual lesbian character. She is not like. Oh, it's questionable. Is she or is she not? No, she is. She's a full fledged. It says it in the game. And they do not like the fact that you have to play as that. Why don't you, why, after the show's done, why don't you put in the link dump the, the link to the kind of funny show so they can talk about it? I think I think that'd be a good idea for what you want to talk about. It's gonna be linked down below for anybody who doesn't want to watch it. There's a lot of things linked down below, but I'll put that in also in the description. I I can fully vouch kind of funny in and their spoiler cast because I watched them for Spider-Man and God of War. They really deep dive in with the creators and they appreciate the content. Greg, especially because he's a huge PlayStation fan. So I can I can fully attest to them doing what they do. They're, they're, they're very good with what they ask. And if you're curious to see Laura Bailey's opinion and stuff on everything, because she's got the harassment the worst. It's so sad to see. Um Greg said they're gonna talk about it. That that's on Monday. That that will be on Monday. She'll be on there. She's not on that particular spoiler cast, she's on a different podcast that they do throughout the week. Uh, but she will be on 
the podcast she'll be on is called, it's called Cool with Friends with Greg. Yeah. Her, it'll just be her and Greg together talking about it. So I'm going to watch that um, as I'm super curious since I didn't really dive into her character. But Twitter has been extra mean. And it's just, it's not right. It's actually it's, quite wrong. Because most people haven't played the game. Yeah, it, it, it just it just proves a fucking point that people can be real misogynistic dicks and assholes. And it just, it, this just adds on to the whole Star Wars bullshit that happened two years ago with Rose. And it just, it, it just, it pisses me off. And unfortunately with Ruby, with Batwoman, what happened with her? It just, it just, it just, it just beats your head on the point with everything going on in the world of why it's important to, to, to see what's going on and how bad it is. And even with everything going on, people still decide to make the decisions that they make. And it's stupid. And this is why it's important for this type of game, this storytelling, this way yes. they did it. Is very important, and I have a very amount of strong opinions and stuff about this game. And we had talked about earlier, actually, about not, I don't think on a podcast just in general, because it is M rated, but the violence and stuff is extremely strong to the point of where should it been rated a higher up game. And I personally do not believe, I don't think there's anything in this game that would make it worse than like Red Dead Redemption 2, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. You know what's sad? If this game was terrible, this wouldn't be a conversation right now. No, I guarantee yeah, I, you. I completely agree. If I actually, if I played it, and this is my most anticipated game of like all time, it's one of my you know top ten most anticipated game of all time. And I played it, and I hated it. And I thought it was terrible. I thought the gameplay was terrible. I thought everything about it was terrible. That is obviously not the case. I'm on my second playthrough currently, and I'm like nine hours into it, and I'm not bored. I'm not not enjoying myself. I'm taking my time, going through everything slowly. I want to see every interaction. The storytelling is beautiful. And if it was not, it would be a different discussion. I'd be right there with everybody else. I wouldn't be bashing people over it. I'd be like, hey, but, it's a shitty game. I feel bad yeah. for paying so much money for it. It just it sucks that no medium right now is safe when it comes to all this stuff. No medium is safe. And I mean... I can bring it up a little bit because we're talking about, you know, things changing things due to things going on. Uh, Brooklyn nine, nine just announced they're wiping their entire season that they were, that they were writing right now because what's going on with the cops. And I think what's more aggravating about that. I understand why, but I think there should really be a difference between, you know, what's going on in the world and what's fictional, and what's not. And you should be able to put, that aside and just appreciate what you're doing. And just because a character is a lesbian does not mean that they have that, that they should tell them to go shoot themselves and hang themselves. It's not worth it. If it makes context in the game, it makes sense. It, it's written well. They understand what they're doing and they appreciate it. Like Neil Druckmann, Ashley Johnson, Troy Baker, and Abby, oh, and really? and do, then you should respect what they're doing. Give it a shot and then give your critique. Don't go on there and say, the game sucks because she's a lesbian. Then you're a fucking prick, and you deserve to be in a shithole with demons and souls. You really, 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 really should. Going on lots of places here, Zachary. Well, I, that wasn't everywhere. But yeah, I, I, I do agree. It's not like I don't I, I don't disagree here, but I, I do agree. Um, I, I'm just, I'm really tired of it, and that's why I recommend watching the spoiler cast mm-hmm. and things like that because they do feel very passionately. Every choice in this game was made 
because they all talked about it for months and months on end. It wasn't like they just went in there and it was like, okay, that's what we're doing today. No, because yeah. like, I mean, hearing about past stuff that happened to Ashley in particular and having to relive those through a video game is hard enough. And just seeing those things and talking about those things just shows you how much they love the characters. And mm -hmm. honestly, as much as these fans say they love these characters and certain characters that happen in this, you know, certain things that happen, you can tell, especially on Troy Baker, not to, you know, have any spoilers, there's one person in this world who loves the character the most, and that is Troy Baker. Mm -hmm. And so you should feel confident if he didn't like it, he wouldn't have agreed to do it. No, I mean, it, just link, don't go spoiler cast. I'm going to, yeah, we, we talk about it in full. And, yeah. and greatness, and I think um, ultimately it was really eye-opening. Um, it really made me appreciate a lot of things that I didn't appreciate before, and that's why I'm enjoying myself playing it the second time even more. Even if you're not going to play the game, I highly recommend you go watch this because if maybe you it'll, it'll, yeah, because maybe it'll open your eyes and let you not be what you are deciding to do. On um, the other side, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about something else. Sorry. We'll get that one out of the way. Now let's talk about um, Avengers. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad we discussed it. Well, um, it's great storytelling, and it's turning into an HBO TV show. So, like, it's not gone. No. But, like, you know. Get yeah. over it. Um, and the creators, by the way, of the TV show, sorry, have all said they backed the game and that they can't wait to bring this story as well as the first one to live action. They got the director of Chernobyl to do the pilot. I mean, uh, that's enough faith right there. because so that's the whole season. It's not the pilot. He's doing the whole season. That should give you enough hope right there, because because for God's sake, Chernobyl is the Last of Us pre. Just real life. Um. <laughs> so sorry, Avengers. Let's talk about Avengers. Avengers awesome. paint all the characters. Dorn yeah, Lord, and Troy Baker, Laura Bailey. You know, I have to say they have taken a lot of critiques to heart, and that trailer shows some of the designs look a lot better than they did last time we saw them. I think they look a lot better. Um, I like what they're doing with the story. I think this looks really, really intriguing. Kamala Khan being the main lead, which I am praying to all things that are holy, that when the game is released, people don't bitch and complain because a, a, I, I, I want to be correct when I say what race she is before I get yelled at. I don't, uh, Palestinian. Uh, okay. I think, I think she's Palestinian. Let me let me very quickly just to double check. I'm not entirely sure, but I I will let you know though. But do you agree with me? I'm really hoping that that doesn't happen when the game gets released and they decide to bitch and complain because she's the main because she's she is the leader of the game. Let's not let, let, let's not throw around a spade a spade. The Avengers are part of this. It's called the Avengers, but we're but we're but we're, but we're seeing the the return of the Avengers through Kamala's eyes. And if you've read the Captain Marvel comics, when 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 Carol finds Kamala, it's a beautiful thing yeah. when it happens in the books. You are right. Uh, she is a Palestinian American born in Georgia City. Enough said. Yep. The game looks fucking dope. We see a Hulkbuster arm. There we go. That's all I have to say. We see a Hulkbuster arm out to punch the Avengers in the face. Now this now this is E three times where they did not look good at all. This is post. E3 stuff. They look better. <laughs> they look so much better. <laughs> um, I'm looking here. That's that that that's a shot from the from the trailer. Which one? That one, uh, right next to the cap. This one. Other side. Yeah. 
that that that's concept art for the game. That looks really really good. Um, there's Kamala. She looks dope. Her powers look amazing. Um, I'm looking here, I'm trying to look and see if there's anything from. I hope that that happens. I know it won't, but I hope it does. We can look up 2020 and see if there's any of the newer. Um, look up, uh, look up, look up Marvel's The Avengers 2024 real quick. Okay. Because I think I, because the Marvel's The Avengers 2024. Hopefully they'll give us a better picture of what he looks like because I the, the, the caution they have him on the gameplay is dope. Uh, can you play the trailer without any audio? Uh, yeah, I can. This one? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, okay, we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about that when we get to it because we both have opinions on that one. Um, the game looks better. Like they, they, they took in criticism. They, they've improved things and the game just looks better. I'm very excited for this. September can't get any, can't get here any quicker now. I, I, I do want to mention that I am having a, sorry, that I am having a full playthrough of Marvel's The Avenger, the story version of the game. Completely. Part of. What? Which I could be a part of. We will talk about that at a later date. But um, again, the designs look better. She looks better than she did in the first trailer. Her powers are fantastic. So if you guys don't know who she is, Kamala Khan is infused uh, during during a day. She gets she gets hit with the uh, synergen mist, which gives her again. There's Black Widow. She looks significantly better. Um, it's they, get hit with, they, they get hit with a synergen mist right there, and we're dealing with the Inhumans in this game. And the entire process of this game is where aim. To take away the problem, which is the inhuman. I think it's a very timely story right now, too. Um, okay, and then here's our big shot of big guy over here. Now, if you're looking, why is the guy from Green Lantern in this game? That's not the guy from Green Lantern. That's Modok. <laughs> um, it's like the guy from Green Lantern. Kind of, yeah. Um, he looks really cool. I'm wondering how they make him the giant big head that he eventually becomes in the suit. But I think that'd be really funny when they show him. Like he just grows into a suit with this giant head going. I think it'd be really funny. Um, that looks really strong. So we now know what this helicarrier is. This is called the Harbinger. This is a broken. Bruce looks so much better with the beard. I like the beard on Bruce. Uh, this is Troy Baker, I believe, as he's playing Bruce, and Nolan North is doing Tony. Uh, I'll, I'll double check. I'll double check. Right now, we're going to go Troy Baker being Bruce, which I think is awesome anyway. Um, and then they go to, I don't know where this is at, and we find Tony. Tony looks a lot better, and the comedy sounds better in this. Uh, we find out more about the Cap situation in the previous trailer. We, we know Cap dies. Okay, by the way, uh, pause real quick. If you look at Thor and that hello, D. Blake, in the original 1972 comic for Thor, Thor's appearance on Earth was his name, David Blake, Don Blake. That was his human appearance. And then he would hold the hammer up and say, I have the power of Thor and become Thor. So that's his persona on Earth is Don Blake, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, he so what's going on right here? Yeah. So what's going on right here is uh, the Avengers are starting to come back together. 
They're questioning whether they need to be together or not. There's Natasha. She looks awesome. Bruce is shaven for some reason. He looks better with the beard. Um, Natasha looks really cool. That looks like an MCU outfit a little bit. Maybe. I'm not sure, though. Do you enjoy uh, but she looks better. She, she's kind of thick, though. She's kind of thick. I, I, I didn't really see that before. She looks good, though. I, I, she looks like Scarlett Johansson. And that is the trail of Laura Bailey, by the way. She will be playing our Natasha. Man, we're, man she's in everything, isn't she? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Zachary. She is literally in every Because the funny story between Laura Bailey is that for, like, Last of Us and stuff, she wasn't supposed to be cast. Neil Druckerman was like, we are not casting Laura Bailey for this role. This is not happening. I'm not doing it. And then she came in, and she read for him and stuff, and she... Had this amazing, like, uh, emotional scene or whatever. Uh, and he walked down and was like, damn it. I think we're casting Laura <laughs> Bailey. Because <laughs> she's a talented, such a talented, talented person. It's ridiculous. And so from then on, where the Avengers are talking, Bruce is questioning whether or not. There's there's Tony in the prototype suit. Um, and they're about to argue. And Kamala's like, this is what Modoc wants. And then... Pause there. I don't know if he's green or it's just the way he looks. I think Hulk is gray right now, which I think is really cool in the story. Like he's lost his color. He's very, you know, he's just he's just an angry monster. He's not the Hulk we know. He's just an angry, raged monster when he's gray Hulk, which I think is really, really cool. Um, then we get this awesome shot. It's a reverse of the Avengers, and then Hulkbuster. That's dope. Uh, those are Modoc droids. They are they are being infused with inhuman DNA. Uh, and we're getting all this really, really cool stuff. And there's Hulk being green. There's the abomination. Uh, Thor being Thor. That's not Tony in the suit. And as you guys can see throughout the trailer and stuff, you don't just play as Miss Marvel. There are several characters you play throughout the yeah. story. It will jump in between personalities and stuff. So I'm very yeah. curious and, how that looks and things. And then there, there's Big Head Modok. So I'm like, does he like just grow into his head or does his body grow into his head? <laughs> That's where I'm curious with him. Um, and then, of course, he looks so cool. He looks so cool. And then we get the Avengers logo, and then we get a group shot. So everyone's wearing Stark armor. Natasha's wearing Stark armor. Thor's wearing Stark armor. Captain Marvel's wearing Stark armor. They make Avengers-based Stark uniforms to fight MODOK. That's why oh. he's wearing the visor. They're Stark-based uniforms. He made them. For him, the only one not wearing any uh, armor. Actually, no, that's not true. If you look at Hulk's arm, he's wearing armor too on his arm. Yeah, he does kind of look like he's wearing. Some... So they're all wearing armor together. The only one that's missing here that's really interesting, though, is um, Cap. I really think Cap's dead. I think they killed him off in the trailer. I don't think he's in the game. Or they're doing an Avengers Endgame, and he actually is in the game, and they decided to take him out. Or, or even possibly, they could switch it with a different character. Been there, done that. Yeah, I, I have. I, I, yeah. Um, I, I have seen that in a video game here as of as of recently. So, but that 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 that's what I think of this. As you cannot tell, I'm very excited. Now, I'm very curious to see um, from review standpoints and things like that. A lot of people, a lot of people really like it. Um, people who got hands on copies and got to play the first like three hours or something of it. But there is also other people out there who say it's very foreign leg and that it's very boring and that it can be very tiresome and that it's not actually as fun as some people are making it out to be. And so I think that will be determined on us. Um, this is not yeah. a game that decided to delay itself 
Cyberpunk 2077. I respect your choice, but I'm also a little aggravated out. That's fine. Um, I am curious to see if it's going to be as intoxicating as The Last of Us is, where I want to know everything. I want to yeah. play it to the end right away. Um, or it's going to be a game where I can have fun with and I can play like once or twice a week. And then, you know, we have a special episode of that, you know, type yeah. of thing. I'm curious to see what the game's going to be like and how fun and enjoyable it is. I'm still going to play it. And I think I'm still so, going to like From it. what we know right now is that we are our first, they're calling them pulse heroes. Everything that we get post game is all free. We're not, you don't have to pay for anything, which I think is a good thing. There people are learning from the battlefront two mistakes. Good on them. Um, I think the first hero we're going to get after this is going to be Captain Marvel. I think it's only poignant to get her in the game. I, personally, depending on what they're doing with it, and depending on um, if there's moments inside, like if it's just going to be for the war table stuff, or if it's going to be like, let's say there's a story element or something that you unlock when you get a new character, something yeah. on those lines, depending what it is, I think they should do it like more combat style. Where they drop three characters at once in like like fighter packs, type of thing. Yeah, and then then that way it doesn't seem like oh I'm just paying for one character and it feels like it's a microtransaction where you're paying for several characters and it doesn't so much feel like a microtransaction but you're adding to your game and that way they can still earn money off of it because they ultimately they're not, they're they're not they're, they're not have to pay for the characters. No, I know, but I'm, I'm saying this is the workaround that I think they should have uh, on with yeah. depending on what it's for. Um, so let you know, I'm pre-ordering the, 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 the big version of the game. We're going to get to play it three days early. So we get to play it a little earlier than everybody else. So wait, the first part will come out the day of release. And I, uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. And then just as I won't really get into it because it comes out in two weeks. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima releases on July 17th. It comes out in two weeks. I have my copy reserved. I'll let you guys know what I think of it next time we talk when we talk about video games. I'm really I, excited. About you know. Okay, so because we're jumping on to two hours, it's been forever since we've had a podcast, but there is was a ton to talk about. We still have more, so don't you worry. We're not we're not going anywhere and we don't have any remissions here. So pause if you need a snack. I'm sure somebody will need one. Let's move on to um our oh, one of our last what? We didn't talk about Cyberpunk. We're gonna wait. Cyberpunk has come out no to November. You can give your thoughts about the Nightwire stuff. I'm 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 curious. Cyberpunk is one of those games that I'm so very excited I pre-ordered. I don't plan on canceling it or anything like that. I'm still trying to figure out how to get a collector's edition. If anybody knows if they're re-putting them out or not, let me know in the comments. Um, as I, I would love to know. I think they should because they delayed it. I think for to give more people an opportunity to, to get it, I will pay for one. I'll do it. <laughs> Um, I am getting that on my Xbox, by the way, for anybody who's curious. And we are not doing any type of playthrough, um, as I'm a little too nervous that I made my, my channel like block. Um, I'm very curious to see how people are going to put this, you know, on through Let's Plays and things. I'm very curious uh, because I have a feeling most of the storylines that contain things that would be blocked, you know, blockable are not like have to be done. Like you have to go mm -hmm. do that quest or whatever. So that makes me very curious, and we'll see where that goes. So I'm going to enjoy that game by myself in the peacefulness of my own home. Um, but with that being said, um, I'm very looking forward to it. There's parts of it that I'm, I'm nervous about, but ultimately we'll see what they do. We'll see how they advance. I'm excited for the next time they get 
for um, advanced players and stuff get the next like next time they get a copy of it um it will like four hour copy or whatever they're doing um and seeing if they made any better changes and stuff i'm still very looking forward to it even if the driving sucks and you know even if it's a little slow or whatever i still probably am going to enjoy it you know and i'm really excited to be here for release because i miss witcher because i didn't realize how fun witcher was and so it made playing the witcher harder because everybody had already been done talking about it by the time mm-hmm. I found it and fell in love. And so I'm very excited to find this and fall in love and be able to be a part of that community who's also mm-hmm. falling in love with this game. So that's my opinions on Cyberpunk 2077. That's why I'm looking forward to being part of the Avengers community because like I'll be there day one when it drops. Yeah, and I'll also be for like Avengers and stuff. And that's why I always knew even if it wasn't going to be great, I was going to get it because it's Marvel and it's MCU and we need MCU content. It's just the truth. And also I really want to fucking play as Black Widow. And now that I really like Laura Bailey and I didn't really realize who Laura Bailey was, I'm so excited, but also I'm still mixed. If they should have brought the actual people to come and voice, I think they would have weird. Now it really would have been weird. I do agree. And I do think the voicing sounds much better in this trailer than it yes. did like in 2018's E3. 2019 E3, whichever one. The score was unbearable to listen to in the E3 demo. He sounds a lot better now. So, with that being said, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for it, and once again, like I said, who knows, depending on how it works out and stuff, we might be playing it together, or, you know, we'll just talk the whole time we play it, and we'll just yeah. you know, have a conversation about it. Uh, update on the podcast. Laura Bailey is going to be Black Widow Natasha Romanoff. Troy Baker is Bruce Banner. Noah North is Iron Man Toys, um, Tony Stark. <laughs> Travis Willington is Thor. Jeff Shine is Captain America Steve Rogers. And they do have a separate voice for Hulk in general. Um, Troy Baker is not voicing Hulk. He's just voicing Bruce Banner. Darren mm-hmm. DePaul will be voicing Hulk. Edmund Kingsley will be forcing Jarvis, and then Sandra Sadad is Miss Marvel slash Kala Khan. I know, I know two of those people. The guy who's playing Thor in the voice of Hulk voiced Thor and Hulk in the Avengers Earth Minus Hero cartoon. So I know them both from. So they 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 they've done stuff with the Avengers before. That's why and I like so, the Thor one. That's also something else you, know, you can talk about because it's weird. It's not like it's The Last of Us or something like that, where it's a platform where there was nothing else. You know. Um, for instance, the conversation of The Last of Us, how are we going to see anybody who is not Troy Baker or Ashley Johnson playing Ellie? And, yeah. you know, and um, I know yeah. several people in my head who would be great, you know, for those roles and things, but it would be weird hearing their voices and seeing them act out these scenes that we love and cherish. The same thing goes for all of this. I like the whole cast here. Anybody yeah. who I, I enjoy playing, I love. You know, Troy Baker, one of my favorite. Noah North, Laura Bailey. Huge fan now. It wasn't so much before, but huge fan now. Um, and it makes me excited, but also, like I said, I'm mixed on it because I think it would be kind of cool to see the name actors. But then we have that conversation. Should we be taking away that from the people who do these things? Yeah. War Bailey made a career out of voicing characters from this stuff. You know, should we take that away from them? I, I don't the, know. It's a mixed conversation. I love the fact that, that entire cast is not is no one from film or TV. Those are all voice acting people, and I absolutely love that. It makes me so happy because they could have easily put in 
I guarantee you, Chris Evans would have done the voice for the captain if he wanted to. Yeah, I'm I'm guaranteed if you you gave them the right amount of money, you know, they'll all be there. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad that I'm glad they didn't do that though, because because I think everybody is still confused on this. This is not an MCU based game. This is a comics based game. And so I think it'd be really weird to try to put their voices with comic characters. I'd rather keep them with their counterparts within the MCU. Now, that doesn't mean we won't get movie content within the game. I guarantee we're going to get a Black Widow update for the movie when it comes out. We're going to get like, Black Widow costumes. And, and also having Miss Marvel in the game, then promoting Miss Marvel because she will get her own Disney Plus TV show yeah. things. You know, They're doing things to help promote, just like Warner Brothers does with Warner Brothers Visions yeah. and things. Um, so, yeah. It's very interesting, and oh my god, did you know she was Mary Jane Watson in Spider-Man? What, what Laura Bailey? Yeah. I'm sorry, my, my, my brain just opened it up. My, minus the god-awful missions for Mary Jane, Laura Bailey is fantastic as MJ in, in Spider-Man. She's also uh, Kate Diaz from Gears. Again, makes sense why Kate's one of the best female characters in Gears. She's awesome in Gears. We need so to play Gears. Uh, we will when you come, whenever that, that is. Uh, so, Sponge, probably a little bit from now because of everything. So, we're going to talk about SpongeBob and other movies that have moved. Oh my God, movies moved? Is it another Tuesday? Feels like it. So, I am right. Oh, shut up. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> with SpongeBob, we have been going back and forth, I think, for a while now talking about, oh, is it going to move? Is it going to stay? Is it going to move? move. <laughs> it moved. <laughs> It didn't just move a little bit. It moved from August 7th um, to 2021. And didn't move from getting a, a theatrical release. No, it's going to be a CBS All Access original movie. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Can we just laugh about this for a second? <laughs> they moved SpongeBob. SpongeBob. A movie that could have released this year and done something with it to 2021 just to put it on streaming. Like, that's the part that, like, shocks me. Like, why move it to 2021 if you're just putting it on premium? Like, it is, by the way, for anybody who is wondering, it is going to go on PBOD first and then landing exclusively on CBS All Access. Most people don't have CBS All Access, so I don't think, I, you know, if you do want to watch it, you're probably going to have to run it. But still, like... Have it. <laughs> still... Also, I'm curious. Do you think many people are going to get CBS All Access just to see Keanu Reeves? No. And, and uh, that's something very yeah. interesting. Do you think that's a money play? No. It, I, it, I it, it, play. They legit had nowhere. No, they had legit no other streaming service to put it on. So they had to put it on something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, movies that have moved that we have yet to talk about. We did talk about Wonder Woman in the last stream, so we're not going to talk about it here. But Tenet, oh, Tenet, oh, Tenet, my Tenet. Uh, we have moved down to July 17th to July 31st, all the way back to August 12th. Yes, no one, Christopher Nolan is not winning this battle with the theater. No, I really wish Nolan would stop. But because... also, like, in a, uh, and sorry, in a side note, Good for the theaters for not making us go out to the theaters to watch a movie during a pandemic. Yeah. Because they're moving it. You know? I so, just yeah. really wish Christopher Nolan would get off his Christopher Nolan high horse and just accept the fact that people are not ready to go to the theaters yet. I really wish he would. Because he has been a pissy brat during this whole endeavor. And I'm not going to be frank about it. I'm willing to be. 
he's been a prissy brat the entire time. And it makes me not want to go see his movie because he's been really, really, really mean to everybody because they keep pushing his movie. They're doing it for good reasons. I guarantee you Tom Kenny is not spinning in his grave right now because we're not going to get to see SpongeBob till 2021. No, he understands why they moved it. <laughs> no one needs to be so, better at it. <laughs> another one that moved was... Yeah. We're going we're gonna to move on from that. That's I, had some, I had some feelings. Get <laughs> you now. <laughs> it's Mulan. Now, we're going to talk about Mulan, but we're actually going to talk about the real reason why Mulan moved. So, we all agree that Mulan should be a PVOD because I don't actually think it's as good. And I think that's the problem is that Disney knows it's not really good and that us Americans are not going to really like it. Um, so let, let's talk about this, okay? So it went out like yesterday. On Friday, it came out and said, August 21st, it's going to be the new release date for Mulan. Shocker. I don't really think this can handle too many more moves before. Nope. It's I Actually, I think it might be DOA, if I'm being honest. Do you agree? I think I I, th I think it might be DOA. This I hate making this connection, but it's the godforsaken truth. Mulan is officially the new New Mutants. <gasps> oh, I hate saying the New Mutants isn't being released yet, but Mulan's now on that category because they keep fucking moving it. Disney, look at what you've got. It's not gonna happen. You've got Black Widow. You've got all these other films but, coming. Okay, out. so let's talk about the reason why. So. Alan Bergman, which is a chairman, Alan Horn, Alan Bergman, emphasized that they're putting in theaters is where we believe it belongs, on the world stage and the big screen for audience around the globe to enjoy together. What's key weird here? Can we can we zoom into some words here? Audience around the globe. Okay, there we go. Those are the key words I wanted to pronounce here because obviously this movie was not made for us Americans. We knew this from the start because they changed so many things we loved. This movie was made for China. And China is not opening theaters. They actually closed all their theaters again to the point where they're talking about maybe having to officially close 35% of their theaters across the whole in Chinese, like over all China, which is just insane and sad. I'm so sorry for any of our Chinese viewers. You know, if you live over in China and things, I feel very bad for you. But they're pushing Mulan so you can watch it. Because I have a strong feeling we're not going to like it. No. I think that's the reason why. And they don't want to put it on PBOD because piracy is very big over in China. And so as soon as it's online, you can watch it for free and nobody's going to – they're not going to make money off it. And they paid a lot of money for it, and so they're going to keep pushing it until China can watch it. And then watch China hate it. I mean, let's just get real. Yeah. Like, that's going to be the sad part. I have been trying so hard. I love the trailers they put out. I think it's – I think I, th I, I still think it looks good. But let's call a spade a spade here. If you're going to keep pushing it, just put it the fuck on POVD or something because – Once again, like I said, they can't do that because we're not the audience, and so they're trying to put it – You're losing more money than you're going to get if you keep doing this. Yeah. You really are. That's why I'm still boggled that Disney hasn't put New Mutants out on Hulu or Disney Plus. Oh, it's been coming out until September. Yeah, but they're losing money still on it because they keep I don't pushing think so. I'll go see New Mutants in theaters. That third act battle sequence looks amazing. I'm going to go pay I want to see it in theaters. And we've been waiting long enough. I think I deserve it. I, I, I don't know. I think that they're trying. They're, 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 Disney is Disney's the no one in this situation. They, they really want it to happen their way, and it's just not going to. I think, I think if Mulan gets moved again, it's going to go, go to VOD. They can't move it to September and think it's going to survive. 
I really don't think they can take that well. We are not. Like I said, I, I just, I don't think it's going to do well over here, and they're going to keep moving it until it can play overseas. My personal thing: take it off the box. Take it. Don't put a new date on it. Take it away. Just say twenty twenty one. Yeah, move it to twenty twenty fucking one. I mean, oh, oh my god, do you remember when we all freaked out that all these movies are moving to twenty twenty one? Gosh, they have the right plan. Best idea. Truly. The greatest. To be completely fair, if they move either Mulan, Black Widow, or Wonder Woman again, just push them to next year. Because at this point, they are better off financially to just do it. No, <laughs> I, feeling, I think um, Black Widow could handle another move into next year. I do believe that that could be fine. I think Black Widow would be fine. Wonder Woman, I don't, I don't think so. I think Wonder Woman would have to be moved on to PBOD. I as sad as that is, and because I don't want that to happen, I really want to see Wonder Woman. I'm happy they moved it to October and things because I think that was a really, really smart decision. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So continuing down the line, though, we we're not officially done, Zachary. Or can you believe it? Two hours. This is uh, it's like we're watching a movie, but we're not. So very quickly, we're going to talk about the movies that are coming out this month. These are the movies you can buy slash rent. Um, some movies are already out to buy because they come out two weeks in advance type of thing. But we're still going to curiosity, Can you do the segment on your own? I have to use the restroom. I mean, I can handle it by myself. Yes, that's fine. Thank you very much. I will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I guess I'm staying. <laughs> Um, well, he's muted. It's fine. All right, so we're going to go through these, um, and I'm just going to go through some of these movies um, that might be important for you guys to know about. So, Trolls World Tour, in case you missed it, um, is now going to be available to rent and own on July 7th, which is the first week of July. These movies are coming out in July, by the way. I guess we should go over the last week of June, because, yeah... So the last week of June, um, this week, we have Forces of Nature, which I don't know what that is. Brooke 199, also coming out. The Sinner Season 3, The Store History of Long Road, which I didn't, that I'm excited to watch. Um, so Trolls World Tour, which I'm excited to buy. Uh, the Lost Husband, uh, The Sweetness in the Belly, which is a controversial pick. Thursday, July 14th, we have Body Cam finally coming out. The Castle in the Ground. Thursday, July 21st, we have Capone finally being able to release Marriage Story. Hopefully, this means we'll get some um, bonus features and stuff. Scoob actually being released on DVD, which is very, very interesting because you guys can watch it for free on HBO Max in case you have that. Um, Curbing Enthusiasm, Castle Rock, Survive the Night. I think that's actually a pretty good week for release dates. And then Thursday, July 28th, we have The End of the Sentence, uh, Hawaii 5.0, Season something or the other. The Outsiders, the first season. Orange is New Black, the final season. That really shows how long it takes for Netflix to put movies out. And then The Other Lamb, which is a horror film, which was pretty freaking scared. Oh, uh, disturbing. Other movies that we can also be looking forward to is Netflix's release um, for July. Netflix July 2020 release. We can talk about those. Everything coming to Netflix in July of 2020 on AOL.com. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was a thing. So, we have movies, or Anne Frank, 61, there's so many. I highly recommend you guys check out this list. I'm going to point out some, the few, I thought this was going to be, 
Wow. This is just like a list. And like, that's just rude. Uh, Shameless season 10. That's cool. Um, let's see here. Warrior Nuns looks amazing. I cannot wait for that to come out next Friday. That looks hilarious. Curse, which also looks pretty good. That is next Friday, right? Or is that this Friday? Oh my god, that's this Friday. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, also, um, the new Charlie Strong movie will be coming out as well. That's, that's, that's about everything. He, uh, he, he, he's taking, he's taking his time. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. Very interesting. I, I don't really have anything else to talk about. That was our final story. You see, um, we have an announcement coming. Um, I guess I can just wrap up some things. And we have our final segment, which is what we have been watching. Spoiler alert, I've not been really watching much. I've had The Last of Us. And I've been sick and things, and so it just requires me to not contain to, to do anything. Um, yeah. Okay. Just just waiting here for good old Zachary. Because uh, I'm assuming he wants to be here for when we announce the movie for this month and the week that you guys can expect our movie commentary. That is a new segment that we're doing, by the way, on our channel. Um, we want to do a movie commentary every month um, going forward for, you know, for a long time. Um, and that's where we watch a movie at, uh, well, normally it's going to be like more of a set date and time, a day that we're both off, um, and that we can watch in a relatively okay time, probably between 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time would be the, uh, sometimes a little bit later, sometimes a little bit earlier, um, on a day that we're both off, we're going to be watching a movie that we pick, uh, if that's Justice League or, for instance, Spider-Man to Spider-Verse was our one we did Avengers Endgame, which was really, really fun. And we sit there and we just talk to the whole movie. Um, and you guys just watch us watch the movie. It's not like our Holly Quinn reactions or anything like that, where we uh, sit there and we, we go through each reaction very thoroughly and things. So, yeah, it's very exciting. And I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I've been enjoying them quite a bit. And, yeah. Let's see here. Because we have, like I said, Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, and Avengers Endgame, which was in April. Then we had, um, we didn't do one in May. And we'll have one, we had one in June, which was when I was in town. So, yeah. Oh, great. He's back. Thank God. Thank the Jesus. Hi, Zachary. Um, Hi. I had that segment like 20 minutes ago, and now you showed up. So, let's continue. <sighs> been okay. We've been talking kind of awkwardly for a hot minute now, so. Sorry, my stomach really had to go. That's okay. We're going to announce our movie that we're watching this month. Zachary, do you want to announce our movie? Well, first off, thank you to everybody who's been watching our commentaries of the first thing we've done. It's really, really cool. You guys are appreciating it. Shout out to the guy, I forget his name already, uh, Zach, who came under the commentary for Spider-Man. We talked to him for a little bit. Um, again, it's just a way for us to connect with everybody, you know, see how you're feeling, you know, see what you're watching, and I'm excited to announce, finally, we, we've been pushing it, but just because everything going on, we haven't found really the right time to do it. Our next film in July will be Sonic the Hedgehog. I have not seen this yet. You have. I think this will be a really fun film to watch with everybody. I think we can all make fun of it together if it's just bad, but I think we'd also enjoy some of the aspects together if it's if it's good. Um, I'm excited for it. What about you? 
I am, uh, I'm curious. I told myself after I got done watching that colostro of a fuck of a movie that I would never watch it again, but here I am. So, you know, where's that? Hey, uh, you said the same thing about Man of Steel. We're watching that one. This is all true. See what you guys forced me to do? So, we are here. Um, it's going to be taking place between the 19th and the 25th. So, I'm going to go ahead and post the video so you guys can put the reminder on. But just so you know, the date could change depending on when we're off. Um, it we're might delay. What? It might delay. Oh, my God. It's not going to delay. Don't you worry. It'll be sometime during that week um, where we're both off on a time that is much more functional than, like, I don't know, 12.02 at night. Yeah, man, we watched we watched Spider Man early in the morning. <laughs> but also, Spider Man had a lot of technical qualities, and it's the best. Oh man, if you've seen our commentary, you know how the ending went. <laughs> technical difficulties, which this one should not have, so that's good. But yeah. Um, By the way, I I actually thought of a name for this, for like 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 our like our commentary thing. I think like we should call it the Weekend Movie Commentary. Wow. I'm going to ask you, how long did it take you to come up with that name? About a week, not a lot. <laughs> Christ, okay. Well, uh, but you know, nothing's coming out this month, and it was nothing interesting, so you didn't miss that segment very much, but we went over it, so there's that. Um, so we have the final segment of the day. Thank to Jesus, we've been talking for way too long, and that is, what have we been watching? Zachary, please make it short. So, Jacob, I finally watched the film from earlier this year with Dad yesterday. Great, can you just rub it? I, I, I watched I watched Gentleman. Oh, you did? did you and like holy shit. <laughs> that movie is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's the guy Richie I know. That's when he is in his prime, maybe. Oh man. Everybody was on their game. I, I do not like a single film that what's his face is in. Something anarchy dude. I haven't liked any movie that he's been in. He hasn't really shown it. He is fucking amazing in this film because he's actually able to, you know, use his accent. He's able to be himself. And it's it's a lot like Colin Farrell. He is so fucking good in this movie because he gets to be Irish and he'll take it away from him. And it's fucking brilliant. But McConaughey, oh, man. I want him to be Two-Face in the Batman universe now so bad. Because he can flip that coin, no pun intended, so quickly. <laughs> and I love it. He was, oh, I could totally see him and Colin Farrell going back and forth as Two-Face and Penguin. Oh, you're so cool. So cool. I loved it. It was it was, it was, was absolutely brilliant. And that gets me more excited for Snake Eyes now because of uh, Golding. I'm really excited to see him in Snake Eyes now. Um, I watched Mr. Inglacius Season 2. I am unapologetic. I love that show. I find it, it. I know what it is, but it's very, very funny. They do a lot. They, they, they dealt with a lot of deep, mature themes actually in this season involving racial, racial recognition. You know how people, how how kids feel about it in this time. I think I thought it was really well, well done. Um, I have uh, watched uh, South Park bigger, longer, and uncut one day just for some odd reason. And for how old that movie is, and some of the jokes in that film. It still holds up. It's not that bad. It some of the some, some of the songs though just don't hold up anymore. Blame <laughs> Canada. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> for the for the time. Yeah. Um 
Oh man. Um, let's see what else have I watched. Um, I'm a Rooster Teeth guy. I've been watching Hardcore Mini Golf on their on their website. It'd be really really funny. Um, let's see. I uh, I watched Batman Forever, like I talked about. I, I love that movie. I think it's really really fun. Um, I watched Endgame for the first time on our TV with the speakers, and all I can say is. I gotta stop crying at the end, man. I really, really do. I know it happens every fucking time, but I just, I'm never prepared for it. I'm never prepared for it. Um, and, uh, oh, and I started watching um, Masters of the Universe. The, not, 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 not 2001, the original 80s cartoon. Whoo! I regret it as soon as I started, because I'm like, this is the animation. I have the, it's, but Skeletor, I don't think they realized what they had with him. He is a gay character through and through because of how he how he acts around He-Man being a skeleton guy. His laughs, it just, they didn't know, but it's really, him and Beastman, oh man. There's something going on there they just don't want to talk about. <laughs> so, on so many other notes, so, uh, I have been watching nothing. Um, <laughs> so I, I played The Lost Ghost Part 2, which took 21 hours. Now I'm nine hours into my next set of gameplay. So yeah, you can tell me what I've been watching. That is that. Is, that, is that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I watched Fly of the Aviator, which I've never seen. Movie. And it was okay. It was like a fave, but it was it was okay. It's fine. I think Leo's doing it. He's not in that. Fly the Aviator? Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Oh, no, it's not the Aviator that he's in. Yeah. Nah, not this. This Fly is a Disney Aviator. movie. This is a Disney movie from the, the late ninth, the late 80s, early 90s, about a robot, well, a spaceship. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I was way off. Yeah, no, but the Aviator's the leader on a Caprio one. The one you watched, that's a 90s movie. <laughs> it was fine. It was nothing bad. It was a fun little family movie night type experience. Um, I watched John Tucker Must Die. Uh, Yep, I watched that yesterday actually, and it, oh my god, it was so funny. It was so bad. Oh, it's so bad. Like, oh, it's so problematic, but it was hilarious, and I died. Oh, Zachary, a movie you need to watch, and you're gonna think I'm wrong. Is she's the man? Okay, and I watched it the other day. Yes, I know. What a weird little thing. I went back in time. Okay, for a minute, I need some nostalgia. I've been in a bad space, so I watched John Tucker Must Die. Hilariously wrong, but hilarious. And I watched She's the Man. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god. I think I was cry laughing. It was so funny. And I do think you would appreciate it. So I highly recommend it. It's on HBO. So you should watch it. Nobody else. Okay. It's problematic. I don't recommend. But to you, I recommend. Because we watched it as a child. So you'll understand the nostalgia there. Yeah. Um, I watched Scooby-Doo. What? I watched Hairspray. The new one? Uh, No, the, 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 one, the one that our family likes so much. The John Travolta one. Yeah, the new one. That movie is important right now. I didn't realize how important that film would be. That's an important movie to watch in these times right now. It really, really, really is. That that that, that is a poignant film. <laughs> but they weren't expecting it to be, but it is. <laughs> um, I also watched Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. We had finished that. <laughs> uh, them being a lesbian at the end was a shocker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the most shocking thing is that <laughs> dating Velma. 
and I just don't really know how I handled because I have my own words. I'm sorry. What? I said jinkies. Honestly, that's probably what they say a lot too. Her and Hot Dog. Yes, the name Hot Dog. Jesus but yeah, Linda Cardinelli, who plays Velma in the live action Scooby Doo movies, which I do not recommend the original Scooby Doo. It was horrible. So many childhood memories. I'm so excited to watch Scooby Two, Scooby Doo Two: Mystery Unleashed. Though I have a feeling that's gonna be so much better. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah I have high hopes. Are you oh, sure? I have hopes. I uh, remember the scene of Velma in the really tight orange. I'm really excited for. These are moments I'm excited for. So either way, Linda Cardellini, who plays Velma there, plays Hot Dog, and she ends up in a relationship with Velma. Velma, Velma. back it up a little bit. What's her name of the show? Oh, it's Hot Dog. Yeah, Hot Dog. <laughs> Velma is in a relationship with a girl named Hot Dog. <laughs> That's the most contradictory relationship I ever heard. So yeah, it was a it it, it, it Cartoon Network. I tell you, what an interesting time to be alive. Um, what else did I watch? I watched most of Gilmore Girls. I have like twelve episodes left, and then I'm done with my second rewatch. Then we'll watch Gilmore Girls Year in Life. Um, let's see here. What else? Gilmore Girls, man, is the most, is the weirdest show. It's the, best. the way they talk. But also, I do have to it's interesting because not everything holds up. I don't, not everything should. I mean, if we watch Buffy, not everything Buffy holds up to this day. You know, um, there's these shows like Buffy that was much more, you know, I would say much more progressive than others. But it was really weird. There's certain episodes that I was just like, oh, why are we doing this? Why are we, this should, no, can we, can we divert this train over here? So I think that's why I haven't watched a lot of Friends lately. Because of everything going on, I'm really nervous to jump into an episode and go, wow, right now, no. <laughs> and, and which I'm having a hard time with it and things just because in one way it was old, you know, it was made yeah. in a different time. But also I made a whole video on this, by the way. Um, I talked about the JK Rowling situation, which we're not going to talk about here, but I do have a video going up on my booktube channel talking about the JK Rowling situation. Cause I had a Harry Potter series and stuff. Um, you know, going on over there. And so I had to talk about it. I had to address it because of that. But that Has it made you want to watch the movies at all? No. Um, actually, I, I, my conclusion I come to is because everybody in the movies basically just owned everything that was said by J.K. Rowling and the offensive things that were, you know, even yeah. that opinion or whatever, I don't care. You know, it's I have cool. strong feelings. It's still offensive. They all said they don't agree and they all, you know, support everybody in the whole nine yards. I don't associate the movies with J.K. Rowling. I don't think I've ever associated the movies with her. Um, so I make you read the books. I'm not continuing on with the books, which really sucks. I think Deathly Hollows would have been a really fun one to read and things like that. But once again, if you grew up with the novels, my opinion is, and you're okay, you can you can disassociate the novels with her. You know, she just wrote them. You know, that's but that could be your world. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that you're stopping me because I think it'd be really hard for you to, to do that with hollows, especially I've always said hollows is the most, is the most from not the book that, that the movies are. 
and they do some stuff in there that does not age well currently in Deathly Hollows. There was a lot of stuff in um, I read Goblet of Fire and um, and yeah, then, Goblet doesn't hold up either. And I gave it two stars. And I read it in I read it in like November of last year, and I didn't really like it then either. But I really, really did not like it now. There's a lot of things that you could totally tell. Like it's much more, I think, JK than the movies are. And so mm-hmm. I would prefer the movies over the books. I think it's ultimately the answer. So I think the book for me personally that I could read still to this day, because it's not as egregious, is Half Blood. I think Half Blood Prince is is my favorite film. Of, the, of, of all eight, but it's also my favorite book, mainly because of the Dumbledore Harry stuff. Which is interesting because I do talk about Dumbledore in particular in that video because of certain things that makes me mad to no end. Because there's certain things that she did after the books were done that I, I talk about, which I that's a whole nother discussion, which we could have. Is that something that Zachary's interested in having? On I would love to. I really, really would because J.K. Rowling brought up my childhood basically when I was a kid. She made and me. She made. She got three books. Yeah, a lot of people on on Twitter, at least, are like, if it's something that really brought you joy, brings you back to a very happy time and stuff, there's no reason to take that away from you. You it know, really does. associate them with the person who wrote it. It's like, uh, for instance, Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of Grindelwald, which are not great movies, so I'm not disappointed I'm getting rid of them. Those are much more, they much more feel like a Jake Day. And it just makes me feel better. That I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch them anymore. I. It, it just. It, it just cements myself with knowing she does not give two shits about her own universe anymore, and it shows. And that's why the original seven books and the original eight films are epics. That's just a masterpiece in what she did, and it can never be touched. Uh, every single one of those movies and books to me are perfect. And which is one of those things I talk about is how she ruined most of those by talking about them after they were done. Started with Cursed Child, and it just kept going down. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said, it could be an interesting conversation. I don't think we should have it two hours no. and three minutes into a podcast, but it could be an interesting conversation. But I, yeah, I, I would really like to. Um, on the on our YouTube channel, we'll, I'm going to go ahead and over the next few days, go ahead and put up Sonic as a, you know, as a projected mm-hmm. time. I'm going to put it up for the Sunday. But more likely, we won't watch it on the Sunday. We'll, we'll it'll change. So just keep an eye on the date and things. Yeah. And as we get closer, we'll continue to talk about them in the podcast, remind you, and those type of things. So just keep that in mind as well, since it was announced quite late in the podcast, since I didn't realize we were going on for this long. But yeah, um, is there anything else you want to add, Zachary? Is there any reviews? Yeah, it's been a minute. Is there any reviews or anything that you're going to be coming out on the channel? Anything, any type of videos? Am I going to be the only face until commentary? What is going on? I'm I'm done telling the, the the viewers, and I'm going to be doing something until I, I have concrete of what I'm really going to do. That's great. And and I am going to be doing something. I I have time to get it ready to lead up to it. I'm going to be reviewing the new Transformers series on Netflix when it drops in at the end of the month. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's a Rooster Teeth collaboration with Netflix. It looks really strong. They're adding myth, mythos to the Cybertron stuff. And it's really got me intrigued. So I, I am planning on doing something for the show, whether it be a full review of the season or something of that knowledge. I'm not sure yet, but I am planning on doing something with that for sure. And then, of course, we'll, we go, and then of course we'll be together again for Sonic. And podcasts and things. Yeah, podcasts and stuff. I, I do, however, want to announce something that we are planning on doing. I think we should start 
in August. And I think I think we I think we should talk about here with the open public. As we know, Snyder's just I think we're gonna need a release date. Um at fandom. I think if it's in August of 2021 is when Justice League comes out, I think we should start our DC I think it should be called the DC commentaries in August. And we should watch the DCEU in order. And then when we get closer to Justice League, we each pick one DC film that we both like, that we that we like, and we watch that together leading into Justice League. I think I think from the end of the month, end of the year, leading into next year, it should be DC, I think, personally. As long as the as long as the release date's August, I think that'd be fun. I think um, I think that's a fun idea. Um, I think what we should do is we both should pick one that's our favorite, and mm-hmm. then we'll start watching them. Um, maybe they're like a bonus commentary or something. They're not our main movie commentary, so we can watch something else as well. So it's not just DC content. You know what I mean? We're just talking yeah. through the DC films, um, but also. We'll skip those in our our time. You know, like let's say your favorite DC movie is like Man of Steel or whatever. So we yeah. won't watch Man of Steel until right before the Snyder Cut comes out, type of thing. Yeah. So move on to the next one, Batman versus Superman. You know that type of thing. And so we'll just skip yeah. them in that order, and um, we'll just put them out like monthly or maybe every other month, depending on when the expected date for Snyder Cut. So we can kind of spread it out. Yeah. I think that's a great idea, and so we'll be continuing to talk about that behind the scenes, and you'll know more as we get closer and closer. Um, I will have a video coming out later on this week talking about reactions and things for anybody who is curious um, and what you guys can expect for reactions over the next few months and stuff. So anybody curious about that part of the channel, that's where that is. Uh, There will be a whole update video talking about. Are you going to be talking about what they're doing to your Killing Eve reactions and if that's going to (laughs) continue? Yeah, they are going to continue. I'm going to finish the season. Uh, these episodes, I had edited them like seven times. It was, I just could not handle it anymore. And so the next ones, we're going to see how well they do. But I'm going to finish Harley Quinn first before I move on to Killing Eve. I talk about it all in that video, explain it all in details and things. So, okay. All right. That's the end. Zachary, do you want to say the outro? If you guys would love, I would love for you guys to please like, subscribe, comment. Let us know about any topic we talked about tonight. Um, as always, also, please make sure to like, rate, and subscribe to all of our podcasts where you find our podcasts. Spotify, Apple TV, all Apple TV, Apple, all that fun stuff. Uh, let us know what you're watching in the We're comments. Let us know what you're looking forward to in July. Uh, let us know what you're looking forward to with Sonic. Uh all that fun stuff. And I think we're going to end out with a dance. Oh, yeah. Do you want to start the tunes? Three, three, two, one, go. No, 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 no copyright.